0: Hey kids, welcome back to Together with Dub Talk. It's me, your host, Amanichi oni We have a special episode lined up for you today, but I need to read a quick disclaimer first so the station can cover its butt in case anyone complains. First, Together with Dub Talk may contain language and content that may not be suitable for all youngsters, so make sure you have your parents' permission before you listen. Second, this episode will contain spoilers for Life Lessons with Uramichi oni so watch out if you haven't finished the show yet. Finally, the views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the individual hosts and do not reflect those of Together with Talk as a whole. Now get comfy, kids, and enjoy the episode, before you're no longer children and have to deal with the cruel realities of the world, like thankless jobs, unsatisfying relationships, and hobbies that become so involved and time-consuming that you start to wonder why you thought they were fun in the first place. Enjoy your free time while you have it, kids, because if you don't, you'll be filled with regret until you die. Enjoy. ABC,
1: ABC, ABC, ABC.
2: Hello, there, boys and girls, and welcome to the talk Talk podcast. Oh, oh god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm your podcast teacher, Baldoi Sad, and I'm here today with my eclectic group of friends, Big Sister Stephanie Sad.
3: The world is on fire. This is fine. And I, and I, I
1: need more coffee.
2: Yes, our dusty old uncle, I'm on, son. <coughs> you got a lozenge, kid. <laughs> and our animated puppet, Noah Coon. <sighs>
4: Now, if you give me a heads up, I could have got my Kermit voice ready. Here, let me get right here.
2: <clears throat> oh, that part though.
4: Do okay. you ever find yourself in another part of the world with a beautiful house, with a beautiful wife? How did I get here?
0: Yay!
1: Yay! Yay. Okay, I have some.
0: To... Now, 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 do Leto
4: Shuffle.
1: <laughs> 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 Shit. I can't Yay. do that.
4: But I, w- I will recommend all you people if you're if you're Muppets fans and you haven't seen it already, check out the Debbie Harris up ep- the Debbie Harry episode from the original run. It's amazing.
2: <laughs> Yay! And tonight we're gonna have ourselves a little fun because boys and girls, we have a special treat for you tonight. We will be covering the dub of life lessons with Umichi Onisa.
4: Woo-hoo! Yes. Yay, the, 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 val- the valuable treat of existential dread as you enter into your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, as... I turned 33 last week. Oh.
3: oh. As someone... Oh,
4: so you can buy us alcohol. Nice.
3: <laughs> as someone who is in her early 30s as well. Yay. Yeah.
2: Hey, Yay. I can't believe I'm as... the same age as Yoramichi.
4: Mm. So I have yeah. to ask, Jamal, there are... Hundreds, if not thousands, of dubbed anime movies and TV shows that we've never covered before, right? Mm. Right. Why did this one stand out to you?
2: for the most part, A, I'm the same age as the character, B, I'm also as apathetic as him. And See, this show gave me an existential crisis that could affect all of Dub Talk forever. <laughs> so, is, this the, to-
0: is it? Did this show invoke the opposite reaction that Relife did?
2: Kind of, <laughs> yes. Uh, especially when you get to episode two.
1: Oh
4: boy! Uh, and you wanted to share that with the rest of the viewers <laughs> and us by proxy.
2: Well, because sharing is caring. Sharing is very much caring. <laughs> Yes. You get to feel the existential
3: dread along with us, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a fun fucking night.
2: Oh, joy.
3: (laughs) I'm Uh, excited about this one. (laughs) Really?
2: Me too. Mm -hmm. Yes.
3: Because originally, originally, before we got everything together, I think Jamal and I were the only ones who were interested in getting an episode like this off the ground to the point that we were going to do a fight pit for hosting duties. And the only reason why I, uh, so I let, I'm letting Jamal host it. Only reason is because one, work, two, I just got over being sick, so. Oh. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And now I am the proud owner of a fucking rescue inhaler. Whoop-de-doo. Yay. Uh,
4: I remember back (laughs) in Christmas when you were a kid, it was like, wow, I got Hot Wheels, or wow, I got the newest video game. Now it's, holy shit, I got a
1: rescue inhaler. This is awesome. (laughs) Thanks, Doc.
2: (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Doc. Well, in case you're wondering, boys and girls, what exactly is this show about? Well, let me tell you a little story. Umichi is 31, Umichi appears on a children's TV show alongside two grown men dressed as force creatures and a singing woman with a very short fuse. Umichi leads little kids and exercises and answers their questions about life, but Umichi's life is pain. Umichi just wants to be miserable in peace, (laughs) but his words, there are games that don't end even after you forfeit, like life for example.
4: Yes, despite wanting to curl up in a ball and just let the let the the ocean swallow you whole, you still gotta pay rent. Oh so yeah, you take whatever job you can. Yup. Oh goody. Our capitalist nightmare will never end.
2: It's the fun that never ends. It something just goes over on something.
4: and on, my friends. Ah. I'm glad you brought that up, Jamal. I'm, I'm very glad.
2: Oh you did. god. You, <laughs> okay.
4: This show, before we really get into the dub itself, uh, this show's premise around uh, adults hosting a live action kids show, Mm -hmm. where the kids uh, interact with them on set, doesn't really exist in American television anymore. It used to, we used to have puppet shows where the kids would interact with the puppets. We would have live action hosts and the kids would hang out in the studio. And it's, to my understanding, that's still kind of a thing in Japan. Then there's um, Borny. Uh, which is very old again i'm saying it doesn't really exist anymore
3: no i know but Bar- Bar- barney's also Bar- a similar Bar- premise
4: it, it is but there hasn't it hasn't really been it, it, it's heyday is past
1: mm-hmm. the
4: lord almighty the programming that <laughs> your kids are watching nowadays because i'm going to assume that most of you are not up on your modern uh kids entertainment right
0: I do not currently have a child.
3: Same. So no. I I have a fur you, baby, uh, but that doesn't. I don't think my fur baby watches TV. <laughs> I, st-
2: I I still I'll watch be, Power of be- Ages, so. Uh...
0: I'll, I'll be I'll be honest, Noah. As far as the podcast goes, you have unique insight into what actual children yes. watch. So please enlighten us.
4: <laughs> that doesn't make me feel any better, but sure
3: I'll share <laughs> it. <different. laughs> no, I was like, God damn it! Why won't you all procreate? I I can't be the only one anymore. Stop it.
4: Oh, oh, no, I, I'm, not bragging, I'm not complaining about that at all. But take your time, please. <laughs> Pretty please. The thing I was going to bring up is that children these days are not watching these, uh, you know, adults interacting with other kids in the studio kind of shows. Uh, it's either going to be an animated series. Uh, 98% of the programming on PBS Kids, Nickelodeon, uh, Nick Jr., Playhouse Disney, all of that is animated programming. If it's live action... It's not actually going to be something on network television. YouTube has absolutely ruined this generation because yep. the hot thing is live action vlogs where kids and their parents play games and toys and even video games together. you probably heard of Ryan's Toy Review. Yep. Even if you're not into kids, you, you may know of that channel. That is a very There's popular da- one. There's that. There's Kids City, which is another kind of ripoff of that. There's lots of Let's Play channels that are kids and their parents playing uh, video games together. And then you get, if there is an adult with no, uh, who's like uh, teaching life lessons, it's probably someone who's not really interacting with kids directly. Case in point, the most popular children's uh, adult performer these days is Blippy.
3: Blippy? What's oh, a Blippy? Now, see
4: wait i was waiting i was like i'm waiting is there's going to be any dawn of recognition nope. amongst this group here and there's not because you've never had to be subject to this okay subjected to this it's a youtube channel of a very uh, upbeat man uh he's got basically he goes around the world uh teaching kids lessons that are not really that bad it's like colors shapes uh mm-hmm. he's got a really popular song about an excavator Yes, the farm equipment. Oh, okay, that is what the kids are really into nowadays. So this premise here of let's have people in weird costumes just kind of uh, interacting with the kids in a sound studio, not really anything that we have anymore. Which makes it even the more alien to try to watch. It's like my kids would not sit down and watch this.
0: No, no. After you described Blippi, I got a vague hit of reckon. Did he get? In the- Did he get in the news a couple of years ago for doing something distinctly not kid friendly?
2: Oh. Like not bad, just oh like. Boy. Are we talking about like Pee Wee Herman levels, that kind of bad? Oh God!
0: Not, no, no, no! I don't, I don't think it was that
2: bad. It was just like
0: that's a weird thing for a kids' entertainer to do. <laughs> like, yeah. like very much like if you're a random individual, you probably think like that's weird and move on with your life. It is only that he has mild
4: internet notoriety that made uh, it notable.
3: I went to Blippi's fucking YouTube channel and the trailer started playing. It's very loud.
4: <laughs> it's it's very uh. It's not French for children. you. It's not for you. I'm not going to go out of my way and say it's cringe exactly. It's like, we, we weren't any better with our uh, entertainment when we were younger. It, it's for its exact target demographic.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so. just taking a peek. I'm like, apparently I'm watching Blippi explores a boat. Do you like boats, kids?
0: <laughs> I mean, in fairness,
4: kids do like boats.
3: Blippy wonders, like the floor is lava.
4: Imagine if Mr. Rogers was really, really high.
1: Oh boy! Oh my so
3: God! If you were about to insult this, Mr. Rogers, I was gonna be upset. But that's even better. Neighborhood
4: here. I could never do such a I'm thing. About so to say, I
3: would be like, "How dare you, showdown. Noah?" But I know you. You wouldn't insult Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers is amazing. I w-
4: The man won Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny. He, he could take me out. <laughs> <no questions> <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so that has nothing to do with the dub of what we're gonna talk about. Oh
3: here. no, it doesn't. Yeah, but no, hey, it here does we are. Not. <laughs>
2: Here we are. <laughs> uh, that's that. Yeah, so as... You, <laughs> if you've never heard this show before, it was uh, done by Fundimation before Fundimation got absorbed into role, but more on that later. hmm Yeah. But we'll go over, as, always, as we always do with our uh, ADR director script writer. Now, here's the interesting thing. There's, eight, there's one director, two script writers, but... There have also been songs adapted to this show, so I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about the music staff as well. Okay. So, for our ADR director, we have one Chris George, who you've seen also direct the uh, listeners, Pop Team Epic, One direct Priority, and as of the time of this recording, he's currently directing the dub for Spy Family.
4: Yes! Yeah. Now, I gotta say, Jamal, mm-hmm. when you told us that you wanted us to cover a dub that was on Crunchyroll, and it was directed by Chris George, and it happened to feature cute kids in it. I I thought you were talking about that show, not this one. Oh,
3: no, Spy Family just started.
2: hmm Yeah. It does be- we I'm got a long way to go, go before we get there, so... <laughs> long way.
0: Oh, oh pit pit, pit fights. Pit that fights one indeed. is going to be a
3: fight, Pit. Oh. Holy hell. I'm
4: ready. Steel Cage. All
2: boys. I know is if Andrew is that hosting, I'm, a good, I'm just as good as...
3: Anyway, oh, Andrew's gonna k- kill a motherfucker.
2: <laughs> he better be hosting,
4: anyway. He's gonna, he's gonna get uh thorn on his side. <laughs> oh,
3: Lord. Anyway. oh my. Anyway.
2: Anyway, as for our two scriptwriters, uh, for episode one we have Aaron Disbuke who's also written for other shows such as Fire Force, it Invaded, and Ibaka. But the rest of the show has been written by uh, Jared Green, who you've seen also write for Apare Raman, Miracle-Chan, and Stars Align. Our music staff, uh, we have uh, two directors. One of them also did the adaptation for the songs. Those two being uh, Don Bennett and Emmy Lowe. Don Bennett is also adapted for other shows such as Actors, Songs Connection, Kimono Friends, and Sarazanmai. I this is their first time adapted songs, but they've also, they've been getting into the directing game lately with a Genki doll, which is their first project, actually, and Tactop Destiny, which they're assistant directing. And Don is also doing the lyric work. Now, before we get into discussion about this, because I did not realize this until, what, two days ago? Uh-huh. Apparently, it was Chris George's,
3: oh yeah by the time this episode comes out considering the day we're recording (laughs) it on happy belated birthday Chris (laughs) here's
2: here's the gift I mentioned for you so
3: happy
2: birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday (laughs) anyway anyway I think just for the purposes of this episode we could do Rod Robin for ADR, then group for the characters. Okay. Sound good.
3: That's fine. Yeah.
2: Since this is a ch- children's show and there's music involved, I think we should probably flip a coin between Noah and Amon, or <laughs> do. <laughs> flip <it> a coin. <laughs> uh,
4: sure. Let me let me just do that with the coin. I got one right here. Okay, I'm gonna flip it right now. Uh, I'm on heads or tails. Tails. All right, let's take a look. You heard
3: it here first. An actual live coin flip, boys and girls.
4: It is heads. I'm sorry. I, I know you can't see it, but yep, it's totally heads. Totally right here with this <laughs> real coin
1: that I have in my hand. It's
4: totally not.
3: Oh, so we got to trust them. All not, right.
4: <laughs> not a poker chip. I mean, I'm, I'm on piggyback off of this, but um, I was impressed that they managed to um, uh, dub the songs for a show very recently uh, for shows Uh, that have songs like um, uh, what's a good one Uh, Zombieland Saga Mm -hmm. Uh, doing it while it's being uh, like episodes are being released online never seemed to really be uh, either a priority or an ability Uh, usually they uh, wait for the home video release on that so I was pleasantly surprised that hey all these songs except for one of the insert songs in the episode where they're eating crabs and the opening and ending songs are all dubbed into English it's uh, it's it's good. The singing they got for it was perfectly fine. The lyrics for it uh, were not straining at all. It, they definitely seem to be going for a well. We can't do nursery rhymes exactly, so we're going to do very basic, very simple words and lyrics. And uh, I, I guess I don't have a qualm with that. I, I'm sure it, I'm sure it held the attentions of the four year olds that they were courting for this. <laughs> Needed more, uh, more actual X-Men. children watching this show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, of course. Be- I, I'm sure. I am absolutely sure that this show was uh, their primary target audience was children. Was you know preschool <laughs> children. They're showing this in preschools all over the country right now.
1: My God. <laughs> <laughs> the future oh, is messed.
3: Can you imagine a school trying to get away with it by by showing kids life lessons with Oderus
0: We've heard this. They'd probably just be
2: bored.
3: The kids would be confused as fuck. The parents, the teachers would yeah. relate so hard,
2: though. <laughs> yep, they'd break out the DVD <laughs> card. Just pop that bad boy in. Oh yeah. Tell him so, sit back, relax, turn the lights off, while they just read. The, mm-hmm. Or look at it so phone. A,
0: it's a secret ploy to break the teachers
4: further. Oh man. <laughs> Hey, Mrs. Johnson, so uh, we, we want you to show the children this upbeat children's program. Mm-hmm. Look at the colors and the happy children in it. And five minutes later, oh, my God, what have I done with my life?
3: <laughs> teachers are amazing, by the way. Don't give them shit.
4: You are correct. They work very hard. My, my daughter's preschool teachers uh, are exceptionally uh, very good at what they do.
3: Teachers are. But that's nothing to do with the
4: dubbing portion.
3: I'm just putting it Dioptic. out there because I know there's like mental health situations and crisis going on with teachers, so teachers are amazing. Cut them some slack. Just saying. Mm-hmm. That's
4: that true. Uh, clearly, we, we joke because we yes. love. Yes, we do.
2: Okay, then. Nice. Uh, Amon, you have anything else you want to say? Or? This is
0: a fun show. I think the thing the thing I like is that all the segments during... <laughs> I said, it would have been really easy to have the segments when they're shooting Maman sound really fake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, re- like, really lean, lean into it and make everything sound really, really insincere. And I appreciate that I feel like a very concentrated effort that, like, when they're shooting of, like, now we that we're going to present this, and the anime does this as well, of, like, we're going to present this as, like, something that will end up on air eventually. Uh which I appreciate. I, I feel like they could have just fell into the trap of having a lot of... I'll get to this more when we talk about the actual actors of kind of, like, phoning it in on purpose. And I appreciate that they decided to go the more complicated route of how do we present this as both sincere and also really cynical at the same yeah. time. Um, also, the songs are really funny. I I, I, I assume for a lot of these, uh, one of the main hurdles towards... <clears throat> Uh, dubbing songs during simulcasts, aside from just like getting their hands on the masters, is that adapting song lyrics is hard because you have to translate it, and also then write lyrics that fit the meter and rhythm and so on. Which,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you if you ever tried to like just sort of hand translate something for fun, that's that's a lot harder than it seems like it is. Yeah. Um. But no, uh, these these sound like actual. Musically, they sound like actual children's music. I don't know if I, any children's <laughs> artist would actually write a song about why doesn't the bread taste as good at home as it did when it was a free sample at <laughs> the store. That that feels that feels like a very
4: very I, that feels like a very specific adult problem. I, I don't know, Aman. You go back and listen to some of those old Raffi tapes, and uh, the lyrics are probably a little little more complex than we noticed at first.
3: Oh my god.
4: Why
0: did I get a Costco membership? I just pay more for food I don't eat.
3: <laughs> that could be a song right fucking
4: there for you. Dude, that'd be a that'd be an amazing stealth album. Like format it as a children's album, but then oh all the God. lyrics are about really innocuous stuff oh that God. only adults get. That's
0: amazing.
4: Exactly. That would that would
0: not be bad. Not bad
4: at all. It does it does help to uh, with the matching the meter and everything that uh, they're they're very simple. Uh, Words—they're not battle rapping, basically.
0: Thank God. No, this.
2: Uh, no, yeah, no God. The
0: the—I no, the, the fa- mean—the fact that they're kids' tunes to begin with. Also, I'm sure that I'm sure that makes it a lot easier to do this thing compared to some of the more uh, stuff like Zombieland
4: Saga, where they are clearly more meant to be like professional songs that would play on the radio type mm-hmm. stuff. Now, my question is: um, the, the one song that was translated that's not a kid song is. The one that um, Utana sings, the the one that was supposed to be like her oh her
3: big her break. breakout debut yeah. song yeah yeah yeah,
4: yeah. That, that, her weepy enka ballad yeah, exactly I, yeah that one uh, did did that did the translation on that come across to you as uh, like um, I suppose fitting with the tone that the original was going for
0: uh, it I mean it's it's not uh, what the fuck's it
4: called Sondheim. <laughs>
0: No, 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 the 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 one the one from Yakuza that's been turned into a meme. Oh, uh, Bakamite. It's not Bakamite, but it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I th- I mean I think it did like it, it I think that also hit the tone it was going for. It probably helped that I don't think they needed to do the whole song. I think you only hear like, oh uh, yeah, a verse maybe. Yeah.
3: Yeah, in that scene, yeah, just for a minute.
2: Yeah, cause. And I guess I'll go next on this because one of the things I realized with the songs, uh, the insert songs at in 8, 11, 12 for not dubbed for whatever reason, but I'm not gonna focus, lead, lead in too hard on that. I am gonna lead in on the songs that were dubbed, however, and I thought they were pretty amazing for like the type of show it's going for because, you know, with a lot of children's songs. Well, a lot of songs in general, there's kind of a tempo you kind of have to match, especially when you dump an anime. Like, obviously you're not going to hit every time, but I thought for the songs that they did dump, it it was very great. Given who they got for the singers, it was even even more impressive because I know, well, one of them actually does covers. We'll get to him later, but the other kind of surprised me.
3: Mm, yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. Although that uh, summer video, wait, I winter video they filmed in December. I don't know why that was left in Japanese, even though they tried to attempt You know what? You know what f- I'm wondering I'm if maybe
3: it could come down to time constraints with the
0: assume I'm assuming it's either time constraints or... I'd be curious to see which of these got, like... CD releases that's, outside yeah, of the OST. Mm, because, that's what I'm thinking. Cause, yeah, because because like the OP, the OP is supposed to be an in-universe song, and I'm assuming that didn't do it because that got a like that almost certainly got a single release as the OP. That probably is either more expensive or there are more people you have to wrangle with, and it's just like you know what, we don't. It's it's a TV show. We don't need to be that. It doesn't need to be yeah. this complicated. That's true.
3: I'd be curious to know. Um, what might have happened? I mean, especially because the um, the home video release is coming out in the next couple of months, I believe, right?
2: Probably the next month. By the time this episode goes up,
3: probably. Yeah, I'd be curious to know, like, if they go back, if if they go back, end up going back and dubbing the rest of the insert songs, because if it was like a time constraint the first time, or maybe it was a licensing issue, really, what it would come down to. Hmm.
2: I guess we'll figure more at that uh, later date.
3: We'll find out but, once it comes out on but, the video. I need to buy it still. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Curse me and my part-time job. <laughs> Not giving me enough money.
4: Lilac, did you spend all your money on Pachinko?
3: No. Um, unlike, uh... What's his fucking name? Unlike Usahada, I am a responsible adult and pay for my rent. <laughs> unlike Usahada, who's a dumbass and I love him... <laughs> No, I, what's very interesting is a lot of the, um, a lot of the discussion with the songs has already kind of been said. I, I will add one, one interesting piece to it, and it also kind of leads into some of the script writing as well. Some of the songs are so fucking cringe and corny in the most loving way possible. (laughs) Yep. And that is the exact fucking point.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, it's
3: great because um, what was it? So Andrew and I back in September when we went to Kineticon, Aaron Disney was actually a guest, and so we actually talked to him. And by that point, it was there was at least a couple episodes of Urumichi out for the dub, and so we let him we talked to him. We were like, yeah, we've been watching Urumichi, we've been enjoying the the dub so much, and he's like oh, that's awesome! Did you notice some of the, like, what did you think he asked, like, our honest opinion, about like, what did you think about, like, some of the use of, um, like, actual, like, Japanese language, like, konnichiwa, or, like, daijoubu.
4: Daijoubu? Yep. Yeah. yeah, that gets used a lot. Oh,
3: but... yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's great, especially because it's like a kid's show, and he's like, yep, and it's very cringy, which it makes it sound very, even more cringy, and I'm like, oh, Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I will say, <laughs> that, the was one, what, uh, that was one reason I think you and I gave this show a W for Best Friday because normally with, with any kind of show, if you keep some of the honorifics in the show mm-hmm. like that, it can kind of come off as a little unwanted and like you don't exactly understand what's going on with the show. With this one, they knew exactly oh, what they you were know, doing. 100% they, what they're
4: doing with
2: it. Yeah, it
4: merits keeping the the Japanese side of things, because this is such a Japanese-centric yes. programming. They even yeah, that there's no that way that about that. It's an NHK show. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's an MHK <laughs> program. Yes. 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 Yeah. I, I, I actually I never got around to doing this,
0: but I meant to at some point look at the Japanese side and see if part of this is that they were riffing on. Um, I know it is. It's often popular to kind of use semi-random mm. English. Uh, in in certain kind of Japanese contexts, because it's kind of perceived as cool, I'm curious if, if, if you switch over to the Japanese track are they you know are they saying like Ohio or something, or are they using like awkwardly inserted English to sound? I mean, there's
3: that one segment the in the last episode that um, co-director Aman, not our Aman, the other one,
1: <laughs> uh?
3: decided to uh, write with. Um, What was it? Ni hao. Ni hao, girl. Fucking. Namaste. Hola, man. uh, Namaste. That was
4: pretty cringy. Oh, yeah. And then
3: you have fucking Aramichi as bonjour, man. (laughs) Just sitting there in a chair, baguette in hand, with the most depressed look on his face, like, fuck this show. (laughs) So I'd be curious, because I feel like, in the japanese that would definitely open up for potentially using other languages of course
4: um, i mean i have to assume that it, since they're dressed as nationalities of other countries that the greetings themselves were supposed to be oh, actually greetings
3: oh them. probably i was looking
4: for the I, I was looking for the cowboy and it's like where's the how i'm i'm mr howdy <laughs>
3: mr howdy something, something
1: like that.
3: <laughs> instead and, you oh. have fucking usa in, uh, fucking Uncle Sam outfit.
4: Yeah, something like that. H- h- however the Japanese view America. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure at this point. <laughs> After the l-
3: oh, Lord knows. But no.
0: Oh, you know, Yankee, Yankee Doodle.
3: Yankee Doodle
2: Doodle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a God. callback
1: right there. <laughs> I saw
2: that episode the other week, too.
1: Oh, shit. That's a callback.
4: But no, uh, thank you, Samari Champlu.
3: <laughs> but no, like, w- my favorite kind of comedy, and I'm so excited to talk about this show in particular because I don't think we've had many, if at all, any opportunities to talk about more dark comedies like this.
4: It, <laughs> the last one we probably did was uh, about a year ago, actually, is when um, me, Aman, and Andrew covered uh, uh, Kakishigoto.
1: Oh yeah, uh, that it was.
3: It's oh, not. Written, it's not as dark as this, though.
4: uh, uh maybe not. But the uh, the sense of humor is the sense of humor similar. is similar. Not, yeah, not hurt by the fact that it w- that show was written by the guy who wrote Sayonara zetsubo Sensei. Because I saw course. a lot of people compare this show to Sayonara zetsubo Sensei. No,
3: Sayonara zetsubo Sensei is like even darker humor
4: <laughs> than fucking Kaguchi yeah. Goto. Um, that's true. And, and no one's trying to get taller in this show thankfully but it's it's still very bleak.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely. So at least for me then as far as I know of. Yeah, we don't talk about dark comedies that often here on the podcast and it makes me sad cuz dark comedy that's the kind of that's my brand of humor. It, I I <laughs> this I like really weird fucked up shit apparently. I'm oh man. <laughs>
4: you, you heard it here folks. A Watamote episode is right around the corner.
3: Fuck that. A Welcome to the NHK episode should be right around the corner. Are you kidding me?
2: I've got Mm. blue bay for one of those, but...
3: I have... I don't know. Save edition for one of them.
4: This is very very off topic, but you know um, what the guy who wrote the original novel, Welcome to the NHK, you know what he did with the proceeds from the book, from that book, right? No, actually. Tell us. He... 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 Basically used it to self fund his continued existence as a hikikomori.
3: <laughs> that sounds what? very on brand, and I love it.
4: He, that's
0: he, that's sort of beautiful in a terrible <laughs> way,
4: isn't it? We, we enabled his continued oh, not amazing. getting a job.
0: We are we are all when he is when he is eventually found dead in his apartment. We are all, we will all be responsible. <laughs> Whoops. So, but no, like, you
3: dark comedy has always been something that I take to dark comedy and dry humor. Um, so, <laughs> going into this show, when I watched it the first time with Andrew and Toe, I was like, what the fuck is even happening? And why do I love it so much? Because <laughs> you wouldn't expect a kid's, like, a show about a kid's TV show <laughs> to be this like have this much depression and self-deprecating humor involved
1: mm-hmm.
3: and it's it's brilliantly done the script and the music adaptations are both brilliantly done and they handle this very very well and kudos to uh, Chris George on the directing front cause lord almighty this show is a lot and you have to be really on point with the comedic timing for this
4: yeah it's not the irony is that uh, they could have easily turned this into more of a gag uh, dub where mm-hmm. the characters um, like punch up the the existential dread mm-hmm. and the, the snarkiness to one another. But because uh, Chris uh, makes everyone kind of maintain a somewhat sensible level of decency, nobody uh, really does punch it up so much that it feels completely different from the tone of the original Japanese.
3: Yeah, they punch up. If you want to say they punch up anything, they just punch up a tiny bit with the recorded sessions with the filming sessions with the kids, because that's their yeah. job. But when the when the um, the philosophical or the dark humor comes in, it, it all just, especially for Urumishi, that facade just breaks instantly. <laughs> And it mm-hmm. just makes the humor hit that much harder <laughs> when that happens. Instead of the uh, instead of them like Noah was saying, punching it up for even more effect, and it's it just works so well. And I love oh my god, I love the casting on this so much. I love who plays Urumichi. Just saying, because <laughs> I didn't think oh, this look. was gonna happen, <laughs> but surprise. <laughs>
2: Yep, there are some fun performances
3: in this cast, just saying.
2: I will say I'm not always worth the talk here, but when it works, it works. Oh,
3: it hits so well.
2: Uh, I love uh, it. And Chris, uh, Chris, George. Chris George definitely knew what he was doing with the casting, because mm-hmm. other than maybe a couple people, a lot of a lot of this is kind of boat, to be honest, because... That, and that was the surprising part with the main cast, because... Again, like Steph was saying, you wouldn't expect who they got to play or uh, I, I would expect who they got to play Uteno either, but... Yeah. But yeah, like
1: it's,
3: Chris George is a madman. The guy did direct the dub for Pop Team Epic. So this is just a walk in the park <laughs> for him. <laughs> so,
4: yeah. Uh, do, the, the last thing I'd like to note is that um, I do appreciate that in Jared's writing that they do... Uh, it feels like they slip in a couple of vernacular phrases here and there. Like uh, I think at one point uh, somebody mentions like I just spilled a drink all over your crotch, which you know it's like a very uh, feels like a more vernacular way to say. I that do phrase. remember
2: I do remember Uteno saying at one point swamp ass.
4: Yep. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, th- yeah, they're just kind of peppered throughout it. Oh, and there's it, a. F- I, I, I,
3: Sorry, there's another. F- it it, do-
4: it stands in contrast to the um, like on set dialogue definitely. Yep.
3: There's another line that I love so much. Um, It was in episode 8 where the station manager's daughter and her son visit. And she has a Mm. thing for fucking Ikitaru apparently, as a joke.
4: Oh,
1: no. And then
3: the voice of God, who is played by Kent Williams in this show, as an FYI, says the following, um, stating that apparently the station manager's daughter has said... I can work for my snack (laughs) in the very Ken Williams normal like serious narrator type tone. (laughs) It's just great.
4: Got that episode. Uh, That's the instances and really throughout the entirety of the show is I really wish that Crunchyroll would have the option to have uh, the subtitles running with the dub because I, I'm like I gotta know what the original line was, Ooh. and I don't want to have to you know restart the episode on no, the subtrack just to figure it out.
2: If anything, there's a Twitter account that could do that for you. Uh, I think Dub Clips, is their name, something like that. I'll I'll, I'll link yeah, you, I'll yeah. link you to them later. On, but they could probably do yeah. that for you. So.
4: But, but Jamal, I'm asking for instant gratification. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just want to know now. Give it to me now.
4: <laughs>
2: You will get gratification, but it's going to take some time. <laughs> Speaking of taking some time, are y'all ready to move on?
3: Yeah. I think so.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. So pretty much everybody here is from here on out is going to be related to groups of five because there's a lot to cover with this show. And uh, if you've seen the, uh, what the hell was it? The ones within episode. So we're going to do something similar to that. Okay. Except less of a visual assault on the eyes viewer.
3: Because <laughs> yeah, the cast is a little bit smaller.
2: <laughs> a little bit smaller. Everybody kind of bounces off each other one way or another, mm-hmm. so, uh.
4: Wait, 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 hold on a second. J- Jamal, I'm sorry, but I, it was my understanding that we were going to talk about each of the child actors in oh this. Oh my show. god. I, I have a, a full list here. Okay, yes, sit one. your ass down, <laughs> Noah. Tell me, right here, the I wrote all these sit notes for nothing. Sit your ass down.
2: Okay, two what? things. What? One, okay, two things. One, we ain't got time to unpack all of that. <laughs> and two, Daddy Chambers. <laughs> and two, Daddy Chambers had the sickest bird in episode two to Urdichi. Er, <laughs> oh, which one? What was it? I forgot. One, when, the one where she tells er, Michi that uh, he needs to get some friends. Yeah. <laughs> That was pretty good. That was a good one. It's hard to narrow it oh. down. It's like
4: every other uh. line the kids are throwing out. Why did? Why haven't you gotten married?
2: Yeah. The- I will. I will say one thing about the show with this dark humor though. If any kid had started crying over Omichi's dialogue, that would be a deal breaker for me because oh, that. Oh no! Yeah. To, it would. I mean, yeah, it comes off as creepy, but at least it didn't come off too much as scary because these somebody's kids are smarter than that. Oh no! Know? Yeah.
3: And it's interesting because Urumichi as a character, like as much of a depressed, self-deprecating human being as he is, he genuinely cares about these kids. <laughs> that is one Fair. thing that is that is like consistent. He does care mm-hmm. about the kids.
1: Uh,
4: what? I I don't know if "care about the kids" is the right phrase, so much as doesn't want to uh ruin their lives essentially like i feel like there's a bit of a difference there well like
0: the, that, that's
4: caring
3: the the the, mm. the kids make him feel all warm and fuzzy inside so he cares about them there are moments where he's genuinely happy that the kids are so nice to him am i wrong <laughs> no
2: you're not wrong Anyway, while
0: well, while we're sorry, while we're talking about the children, I did have a question I wanted to okay. ask. What's up? While they're shooting the kids' scenes, you'll occasionally see some of the small girls have this hairstyle that appears to be a ponytail that comes out of the side of your head. How the fuck does that work? <laughs> what? Saw that it distracted me because it's like what does that look like when your hair is not up is it what how does your hair what? work
3: is it like lo- super long on the one side like how does that work Yeah, I was
0: like that's like that was my like, question how what, what is that as a girl, can, can you, is that a real is that a
3: real haircut children as these the only what is f- this? Can you, as the only female presenting <laughs> yeah. person in this episode this evening even i don't fucking know how that works
4: well, as the Give only me- person with a daughter in this chat, I'll tell you exactly how uh the dad did her hair that day.
2: <laughs>
4: ah, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. There's no other explanation. There you go.
2: <laughs> okay then, so let's move on to a uh more staff. Actually behind the scenes cool, we have uh, this is interesting. We have a couple of people who work in merchandise and marketing. And then we have some of the TV staff. We have uh, Kikaku, who works in merchandising. Very, he's very miserable working at his job. Oh, I feel you, buddy. Oh, I feel man. you. He's
3: Urumichi, <laughs> but worse.
2: In charge of deciding new products, new toys to keep the show going. Because, you know, no TV show do- doesn't just run out of exposure. You know, it's merchandise for this kind of thing. Of
4: course. Moitan ask any dice.
2: Power Ranger fan, they will tell. Oh, yeah.
4: You.
1: Uh,
4: ask any TV show, uh, any kids' TV show these days. They are running entirely on buy our branded products. Hello, Hasbro.
2: <laughs> he He's basically what somebody described as a goth me a So, uh. uh and I he kinda like has. I can
3: see it. Uh,
2: it, was, it was something that Andrew kinda said. Either Andrew or Arma, I can't remember who. But anyway, and he kind of has it in, kind of has it in, he's a new hire, he kind of has it in with one of the other new hires, uh, Uebu, doesn't talk much, kind of prefers 2D life, <laughs> It's a new sighted. He's no
3: otaku, as, it's great!
2: As evidenced by uh, Kikaku breaking his glasses, I kind of, I kind of think, it's kind of when you have these two together, because one thing about Kikaku, I learned this just today. His name's Hami Kikaku, and apparently in Japanese, that kind of translates to something along the lines of sales and <laughs> sales and merchandise, that kind of thing.
3: Oh, so they so were oh, almost he was, literal with that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: my God. A name pun
2: in an oh. anime?
0: I'm shocked.
2: Yeah, but We've unfortunately never done for that. Kikaku, things did not go according to Kikaku.
3: So. <laughs> I thought, oh, my God. When I was rewatching it, I'm like, is it, is it, did they purposely name Keikaku after Keikaku? And then you said that, I'm like, okay, Mm. that makes more sense.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, what also kind of doesn't make sense is that we have a director here by the name of (laughs) Armand. Long hair, scruffy beard. Eh, That was a good dusty old saga too. Wait, wrong uh <laughs> <laughs> no but he actually he actually does have long hair scruffy but he's the direct he's one of the two directors of this show somehow we don't get introduced to him to like what halfway through the show because mm-hmm. because just pointing out to uzaha he's like dude he spent here the whole time man it's like yeah he's desperate th- this guy yeah, primarily
3: he's... is the one who um helps write some of the segments
2: yeah, he's desperate, star for ideas, and he kind of pictures them to the other director, director. Oh
3: my <laughs> god, director, director, Oh my
4: god. Speaking of lazy naming.
1: Oh my
3: god.
2: Oh, this guy. I'm seeing this. Yes, guy. Oh my god.
4: That that is almost as good as one episode of Arthur where they had the director be named literally. Dr. Hector. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Now, See, that's that's, that's shit. at least
2: cute. <laughs> maybe, maybe this that. guy
0: did Akita feels like an act of contempt on the part
2: of the author. Oh, probably. <laughs> oh, you don't get my... a real name! Do you, mean you to tell me, do you mean to tell me his name is actually Director? That's
4: exactly what we were saying. He, he had no choice but to be a director when he grew
2: How up. How the fuck did I not notice
4: that?
0: <laughs> Cause you never pronounced it out direct loud before ki-
3: right direct now. Di- direct
2: Kira. <laughs> He's a wrecker is what he is. Uh,
3: oh god, this guy.
2: Yeah, kind of unable to read the situation. Or Actually, no, he doesn't really fully care about the situation at hand. Like. Okay, to put this clearly to viewers, mm-hmm. have you ever had a boss who like, you think he might have your best interest at heart, but he really doesn't? Or he doesn't really care entirely. Oh yeah. That's directly in that nutshell.
3: Oh yeah, accurate.
2: Have you ever had the boss where
4: they were really good to you for maybe the first couple of months, but by the time you've worked into the groove of the job and they think that you can handle yourself, they suddenly stop seeming to care about your well-being. <laughs> I, I think you are both
0: giving this guy way too much credit. This guy never cared about anybody's <laughs> well-being.
2: Yeah, basically. <laughs> Because, as evidenced in the music video episodes, uh...
4: oh, I forgot about that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that, that, there's got. Be... We need.
4: Wait, we, we, we need to shoot
0: this
3: six months in advance. We need, look, we need to shoot this winter video six months in advance in the sweltering heat of summer.
2: This video is a trash can't, fire. I'm just trash in this fire. Kotatsu.
4: Now, this we video is a trash fire. Trash fire. Or, We'll green screen that.
2: Well, why didn't you green screen the whole thing? Wait, you tell me that our video regarding the right left mass corrupt and we ha- and we can't use any of it? But that segment is tomorrow. We need Urmichi to figure swing his neck left and right.
3: Urmichi sits there having slept wrong the night before and is in terrible neck pain. <laughs>
1: he's and, like and Fuck!
4: This is why unions are a thing,
2: people.
3: <laughs> anyway...
2: Yeah, basically. It's like why I tell my boss to 86-something it work, and they don't take it off the menu just yet. <laughs> nah, we'll substitute that with this. It'll work, trust me.
3: <laughs> anyway.
2: Anyway... You, know
4: you know who I do trust? I do trust this final character you're gonna mention.
3: <laughs> ah, yes.
2: Ah, yes, the choreographer, uh, Foodske Cappellini, which... I learned the hard way. Do that Google Capalini on Twitter search, ah, unless you follow somebody.
4: <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm about to do that right now. Oh no! No, 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 you no, 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 Let me just no, type in the no. words Capalini, two L's. Okay, and let's see what comes up. Um. Noah's taking one for huh.
3: the team right now. <laughs>
2: Oh, he's taking one over. Oh,
3: <laughs> do I want to know?
2: No, oh, you do not want to.
3: Okay, know. you good, buddy? You
4: guys, give me a minute here. I'm gonna go uh, lie down.
2: <laughs> I... well, see people right. we when we no try one. to warn you. When we Why? try to warn you about something, when we try to warn you about something, please take it to heart.
0: No. There's, no aren't you about stairs, bruh? <laughs> no Noah no no to did it the... for
3: the bit. <laughs> no one did, Noah sacrificed himself for the bit. I appreciate it. If you that. tell me
4: uh, not uh, to touch the hot iron, I'm just gonna I won't be able to stop thinking, what am I missing out on?
2: <laughs> anyway, getting back on track. Right, yes, back. we also our last character of this group is our choreographer, Fitzgate Capalini. Or he kind of looks like to me a gay bo-bo-bo. A gay bo I, I, I kind of put him in here because...
3: I see it and I don't mind that.
2: I kind of put him in here because they show up in a few episodes, but really it was the uh, when the cast gets ready for the Together with my mom concert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, not gonna lie has kind of one of my favorite scene. He just... It's just Capelini K- popping up the woodland characters. He Pop strikes usahara in the nuts <laughs> and, I help but laugh.
3: <laughs> and then after that capellini has a thing for usahara it's kind of no
2: hilarious. it is kind of hilarious great, even accidentally it. yes mm-hmm. but play these five uh kikaku is played by jayang bosch Webu is played by Stephen Fu. armard is played by j michael tatum what? <laughs> No, you, no, 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 did, no. You,
3: didn't, you didn't know? J. Michael Tatum voices you. Uh,
0: my, my voice isn't nearly sonorous enough. I feel <laughs> <ripped off. laughs> but you are as tall as
2: him, though.
3: Surprise!
2: That is true. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Drekida does, voiced by Eric Vail, Ed Kapani is voiced by David Wald. Uh, Jaiyag Bosh, you've heard this, Ichigo Kurosaki and Bleach. Artemis and the face, we and Sailor Moon. But well, of course, you can't talk about dubbing in a children's show without his biggest role of all Adam Park in the Power Rangers franchise.
3: Oh yeah.
2: Stephen Fu, you've also heard of Ginji and Kakarito, Bed in Breakfast for Spirits, and Hachikita and Robihachi. J. Michael Tatum, does he really need an introduction? You've heard of Ms. Owen Smith in Attack on <laughs> Titan, and Sebastian Michaelis in Black Butler. Eggville, you've heard the best Desert Punk in Desert Puck. At Shigaraki in by Hero Academia, David Wald does he really need an introduction? You've heard him as the Miss Adam and Skate D Infinity, and Salt flip flappers.
3: Oh lordy.
2: So I wanna start this group discussion, one character at a time or free for all?
3: I th- I think free for all might be fine, honestly. Yeah. Unless y'all think otherwise.
0: I have something
2: okay. to say. What's, what's that?
0: I've never heard Johnny Young Bosch have a meltdown <laughs> Yes. But he should do it more often because it's really funny. <laughs> he is so oh angry. He curses out
3: everybody. Like,
0: just, oh my god. And just just a, a man who is absolutely furious at the world at all times. Mm-hmm. There is there is no joy in Kikachi Land. <laughs> like everyone fucks up. What, what, it's always his what, problem. What is his
3: fucking introduction for Kikaku? It's it, we we learn in like the first like two or three minutes of him appearing that he's in a band that has fucking failed. His girlfriend apparently left him because she apparently like <laughs> wanted to get married girls. and have kids, and he wouldn't do it or some shit and.
2: No, what happened was, he said that she didn't want to get married to have kids, and he was chasing the dream that was bogging him down. And after she left, she kind of found him on face. She kind of found her on Facebook and found out it was kind of a lie. But oh yeah, really
0: that's even, right. She she didn't want to settle down and have kids
4: with. him. That's yeah, what it was. That's, that's the, the difference. The difference. She, she did. She did not want to make Prime Minister Shinzo Abe proud. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but only, oh, but only, only, only with Oh
1: my god!
0: No, let's... this other dude, she'll make him proud all night. My <laughs> oh boy.
2: Oh boy. No, like,
3: oh my god. We like you've heard Johnny have like meltdowns or get angry before, but you haven't heard him have like an actual fucking meltdown
1: like to this extent
4: (laughs) and i can't i can't figure out which one was the better one was it the one where he loses his shit about pre-orders or was it at the christmas party when he has the angry phone call about how he doesn't even want to be there yes um
0: yes I'll, I'll, i'll be honest i think my favorite is when he's actively arguing with uh Uebu, just because it's funny to hear him take his rage out on somebody who just really is not even remotely bothered by how mad he <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah,
3: because one of the f- running gags that we have with these two is that Uebu, who, again, is in charge of, like, marketing and shit, he- he's the one who posts the listings for, like, merchandise on the website, but it's merchandise that doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> so Kankaku gets pissed off at a way about it like this doesn't even exist yet why are you putting it online it's like look it's already selling it's oh. like god damn it yes.
1: who,
0: would <laughs> who would order this of people, people putting in pre-orders
1: god damn it <laughs> yeah
4: it's just a crazy
0: Man, parents, will, parents
4: <sighs> will buy anything that's got their kid their kids favorite characters on it yeah. and i mean anything K- including a glove
0: kaku <laughs> is such a nice Flip side to Uramichi where Uramichi's frustration tends to manifest as kind of despair and quiet emotions, and Kikaku, who clearly hates his job even more than Uramichi might his, uh, it just he just rages at everything around him. It's fucking
1: Basically. Right. So
3: Yeah, Uebu doesn't appear as much, and then Kei- <laughs> Kikaku! Oh my god! Every time Kikaku... When he's not having a fucking meltdown, he's just, like, the brightest, cheeriest, like, sweetest guy. And he's, like, for Urumichi. He's, like, trying to get to know him because it's, like, oh my god, maybe I could be friends with him. We're kind of similar. And then the second he has a fuck, It's the whole gag with, um, Urumichi has the door to his heart. And it slowly opens when he thinks he can kind of let Keikaku in. And then the second Kaku starts going into a r- fit of rage and anger. The doors slam and they lock shut. <laughs> it's like, nope. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's, oh my He's god. Great.
4: So I haven't really been keeping up with uh, some of the actors that we're talking about. Um, has Johnny and Bosch been doing a whole lot of anime voiceover recently?
2: I mean, yeah, he'll do bits here and there. Yeah, like, yeah, he, right, cu- he doesn't pop
3: about. up in like I haven't really seen him pop up in like really major roles if that's your question.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I think I think that's the difference. He doesn't like, you know, back in the heyday of like the 2000s, he was leads in a lot of things. I think right. usually he plays a lot of like side characters.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: right. no, so yeah. It's not
4: just me missing some big new role that he's been no. in.
3: No. No, okay. not really. It's mostly side he was refreshing been playing more, honestly.
4: I mean, it's refreshing to hear him again. I mean, it's always a thrill to hear him because he's just, you know, a really naturally good voice to listen to. Right. And in those intense lose-your-shit moments, it's a lot of fun to listen to because I-, I can hear, like, the unbridled, unrestrained voice of a million uh, lead characters from decades past. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fucking, you can hear Ichigo Kurosaki, a little bit of Ash the stand in there. Maybe a little Renton oh, Thurston. Yeah.
2: I hear Adam Park just lose this mind. So.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. T- take the audio from this and put it over footage of po- of like later season Power Rangers. Oh, my God. S- S- why would this? What's wrong with this world? <laughs> Cut to a
1: Power Ranger. By the way,
2: side seen. tangent, because I saw the Samurai Champloo episode. Uh, just so you know, i bought Kim Strauss was in Power Rangers. Just throw that out there.
0: Well, there you go. Surprise.
2: And for you, Noah, Patricia from Lucky Star was also in Power Rangers. Really? The Fed, the fed diagram of Power Ranger actors to LA voice actors is a circle. <laughs>
4: just... It is indeed a circle. I, I legitimately thought that Brian Cranston being in Power Rangers was the most interesting comparison you were going to make, but nope. <laughs> Patricia from Lucky Star. Uh,
3: but I really love, like, Johnny just freaking the fuck out. And it's. I kind of hope he gets to f- have more fun with the occasional really whacked out roles like this. And of course, fucking Chom Chom Bacon and fucking Pop Tea.
2: I call bullshit on that. I still
3: call bullshit on that too. But that was a thing. Because Chris George <laughs> well, is, again, ju- a goddamn madman. But
2: well, two things. One, Chris George was having my speed down for stuff like this. Oh, I bet. It's this, Pop Team Epic, and Black Clover. Yeah, that's right. That a, be a part of. In Black Clover that comes up later. And two, I thought I knew his range, but when Hardy told me he was Chop Chop Bacon, I immediately called <laughs> bullshit. Chop Chop Brick? <laughs> I
3: didn't realize it either. And then <laughs> already said it. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me.
4: <laughs> On the flip side of things, uh, Stephen Food's fine and all. Um... It's just very, uh, unassuming and, and in a very intentional way. No, yeah. Yeah. No, he, he he's he's the right level of, like... Like, flat, but, like, correct
0: flat.
1: Yeah.
4: yeah. And he's not... Wait, 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 sorry. It's not monotone. Um, no one here is monotone, but it's definitely the I am so checked out voice.
3: It's kind of...
4: It, I want to go... I want to go home and Google my 2D wife. It kind
3: of has, here. like, um not really I'm not, i don't want to say so it's kind of like a dry like a little bit of a dry sense of humor to him in the voice which makes a lot of sense for uwebu mm-hmm. <laughs> okay my favorite thing that steven got to have fun with is the new is the end of the year rap party where um He's talking to the ladies and and also Capellini. Yeah, about like him having an interest. He's like, I don't have an interest in 3D women. I only prefer my wife who is in my body. No, my my colleague in the merchandising department threat broke my glasses and threatened to t- take all of my body pillows and mail them back <laughs> and like mail them back home to my parents one by one. <laughs> And, the, and then all the ladies that's were a, like, ooh, uh, no, we're not gonna touch that.
4: That's a legitimate threat. It could be like, I, I will threaten to shred your body pillows. That's one thing. I will threaten to mail them to your parents. That's scary. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but no, yeah, I think out of the five, really, he has... Uebu doesn't have the, uh, really much. He just pops up a few times. Mostly in the one episode where, one, he's introduced with Keikaku, and two, is also it happens to be the episode where it's the end of the year party. Yeah. But, uh, no. He's a lot of fun. Oh, look, there are. Look, we're getting pre orders right now. What the fuck?! <laughs> <laughs>
4: I think I would have liked the maybe uh, liked the show a little bit more if um, they kind of interwove these characters earlier in the show. Oh no, yeah, um,
2: hundred percent. Like, it would least... have been
3: a lot more fun. But I think with considering Keikaku's character though, being as energetic as he is in his in the mm-hmm. delivery, it might have. I I feel like having his introduction a little bit later on in the show makes more sense because you're not like wearing out the
4: viewer so fast. Um, not to spoil anything, but I got kind of worn out on parts of the show very early on. So I, c- I would have enjoyed uh, that energy a little bit earlier.
3: Okay, I guess see you I, their
0: I I, I, I I suspect we're seeing a function of... I have not read the manga, but I'm assuming this is probably, like, relatively straight adaptations of at least segments mm-hmm. of it. So I'm assuming it's kind of like... You know, characters get introduced at about the same rate they did in the Probably manga. Probably feels like
4: it.
2: Probably. That would make sense.
4: By the way, it kind of surprised me to learn that this was originally a Jose manga. I would not have pegged this kind of style for that. Um, most of those, like, Shonen, Jose, whatever categories are kind of nonsense.
1: That's, yeah, that's a t- good point, it, yes. they, that's really just tells
0: you, this is who we expect to buy. This is who buy the magazine that this runs in more than anything else. Fair which enough. is
2: why the term shonen kind of gets abused a lot, if you know what the literal meaning of it is.
4: Yeah, just it's a boys' manga. Oh, so what? Is, what genre is it?
2: It's bro- broadly
0: it's broadly mama. aimed at ten year old boys.
4: Very broadly,
2: <laughs> which is which Very is why when so. people hear shojo, they think of like romance and stuff. No, it means they expect it to be for young girls. Like, doesn't have to be like, a romance <laughs> manga that kind of thing. It just what it's, what it means. Absolutely. Yeah, look. One thing is kind of bothered me for a little while, but you know. Yeah,
4: RoboCop could have totally been in a shojo manga.
2: Oh, good god.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, wow. I mean, the little I mean, bit of
4: tweaking.
0: Oh. I mean, let us let us note: Junji Ito got his start in Halloween, a ma- a magazine aimed at women. It, it, that is a joke. That is a shojo magazine, technically. <laughs> lordy lord yeah yeah goddamn
4: anyways it's an untapped market but yeah so um by the way aman i thought you were amazing in this show oh
1: thank you <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah I didn't but know you had please such a on you neither did i <laughs> but please cut your bag so <laughs>
3: surprise
4: so this well, this is going to be like a spider so. thing where you, you, you fall asleep and the, the suit takes over your body and well, you wake up, you have know no Well, that would explain why I don't remember recording anything, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so in all, in all honesty, I don't have too much to say on J. Michael Tatum's Amon uh, um, director. Um, it, it just kind of is it, there. I think it's, it's less standout-ish and less uh, in-your-face than uh, the other two that we'll talk about in a second. But it was nice to have uh, at least um, the wide range of the kind of people who fall into the entertainment industry. You've got people like uh, Kikaku and Uebu who are obviously not really there by passion or there for a paycheck. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you get the other two characters who we'll talk about who feel very, very passionate about their work. Oh, yeah. Abad feels like right in between the two. Like he's got a passion for the job, but it's not uh, like he's not having as much fun with it as the other two.
1: Yeah,
3: well, well uh, the thing with, the thing with Amon as a character is, and he said this, this, he said this a few times, he wants to leave his mark on the world.
2: But he already has. I know, but, but wait, he. Oh, wait, wait, you said Amon as a kid. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> I mean,
4: wanting to leave your mark on the, the world of entertainment, that's all well and good, but. I really don't know what kind of program you're making here.
3: Yeah, neither does he, clearly, because he runs out of ideas really fucking quick, and apparently he <laughs> he has to take to, at least in the last episode, following Urimichi around to get some form of inspiration. <laughs> Hence really the earlier mention song? of Bonjour Man. Oh, <laughs> because apparently getting a big life-size baguette... Hello, thing means. Oh, I have an idea. Bonjour, man.
4: <laughs> there is a there is a genre for the kind of programming that I feel like they're putting on. It's a, it's marketed as like you know fun and kind of wacky for kids, but honestly, it feels much closer to like nightmare fuel public access shows that <laughs> uh, like you know flood creepy pastas oh on the internet. Yeah. They weren't trying to be creepy, but. They are.
0: The one, the one, the one, they're not supposed to be upsetting. They're just kind of too janky and poorly made to not be upsetting.
4: Yeah, I can exactly. The visuals are, are sickly. The audio is not very good. And they don't have the budget to pull off the ambition they're going for. So you've just got very, very nightmare-inducing imagery that uh, people will not forget. But that they won't know where they saw it from 20 years later. Yeah, it's not as a... Su- did, did, did I dream of... Did I have a, night, uh, a fever dream about two people in, like, really cheap-looking masks having conversations upside down? Or w- was that actually a thing? <laughs> Whoops.
3: <coughs> Can I also just say, per Michi, he gets the short end of the stick with the costumes on a constant basis.
0: It's because he, he, he has the distinct disadvantage of being the only person on the cast who's fit.
1: Yeah! <laughs> yeah!
3: Cause he's he's a gymnast on Nissan, and then we're gonna go back to Bonjour Man again. He has a fucking tank top that shows his rippling fucking pecs and shit and his biceps. No, and he the shirt has macarons printed all over. He's wearing a crown of fucking macarons, and he has a baguette in his arm.
4: I I, (laughs) it's a comic. It's a common fact that all children's te- television hosts were absolutely ripped. I mean, you don't. Know, Mr. Rogers could have been ripped under that sweater. You don't know. I, I know most
2: of them were miserable because I remember there was a show on BBC years ago called Room 101, and uh, one of the TV presenters talked about how he got his start doing the children's show, and they showed the clip where he had to chop chir- a mechanical bird that was right next to him. And he looked annoyed. And I kept trying to find that clip because I know that was relevant to this. Because that's how uh kind of feels, you know. <laughs> like an
4: hrn and to... stuff kind of
1: program.
2: Especially why she has to take you out out the Usahara uh, most of the time.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: poor Usahara, the poor sap. But no, oh my god. I... Tatum is a delight.
2: Okay, right, so that have not been said. What about, a uh... oh god. Okay. <laughs> oh, this guy,
0: the I, I'm going to say what I say with with love.
3: Okay.
0: Eric Vale. Oh, Eric Vale is really good at playing characters you want to punch. <laughs> he, yep. He's very. He's, I've never met him. He seems like a very nice guy. He is a very talented actor. But characters you kind of want to strangle are are like a a wheelhouse. He he is very good in. Uh, and he now see me and uh-huh oh, go ahead I was, and, and, uh, and me... Nerekita is Eric Vale at his most punt him into the sun <laughs> it's a
4: fantastic now, performance you're you're right you are 100 percent right uh me and Stephanie have actually met Eric Vale before oh, uh, I've met him a few times panels.
3: he's he I've met him a few times he's really nice
4: that's yeah, it, yeah he is very nice but he's very uh like like um what's the, what he's very word snarky. I'm Snarky as <laughs> Yeah, like. basically. He prefaced one of his panels by saying, "So uh, I-, I forgot what I labeled this panel, but it turns out uh, one of the best ways to recruit your badge cost is to host a panel on a Sunday. So we're just going to open this up to Q and A for the next hour. <laughs> ah! Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I yeah. think I
2: remember that. Yeah. Uh, that's good. he's um, great. And he, so. he
3: has he has like fun, phenomenal stories. It's like, amazing. And he <laughs> he he's also honest. He's also very honest. When we went to Kineticon, because he was, again, he was one of the guests for Kineticon um, last year, and Andrew and I went to a panel that consisted of My Hero Villains. So it had Eric, it had Leah Clark, um, Derek Snow, Jeremy Inman, and um, I feel like there was at least one more. No! I think it was the four of them, because it was the three of them there, and then Eric on the other side. (laughs) By his lonesome, because that's how he rolls sometimes. And um, the conversation magically came up about Peace Girl. Right.
2: Oh god. And
3: Eric's like, oh my god, I hate that show. <laughs> I remember that. He just like, I don't know, he's like, oh my god, that show. It's such a drama. He wasn't a fan of it, and he worked on some of it uh, for staffing life. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a he's a funny human being that's for sure <laughs> but dear sweet lord you want to know what Direkita kind of reminded me of what i think i think i have notes here how eric voices him kind of reminds me of those old hollywood directors that are kind of just like you're gonna be a star kid way to go yeah they
0: got a they got that's a big like, cigar yeah, they're, they're always lying around. on
3: Mm-hmm. Kind of like and the then, trope, yeah, but yeah. in this case, it's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more oblivious to the, sh- very oblivious to the shit they do. Because, dear sweet lord, Direkida
4: doesn't know the fuck he does. No, he doesn't. As was pointed out in the last episode, they are not making anything in this studio that Hollywood would make.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. To the, yeah. To the point where, if going back to the fucking um, winter music video in the <sighs> goddamn summer, Kumatani ain't having up. shit anymore.
2: It's a good thing you brought that because I feel at that point he, bought, uh, Kubatani, might put me in his place. Hence why he said that in the last episode that he ain't making shit like Hollywood does because he probably come to realize just a little bit because yeah, the narrator did say that. that his match became slightly less absurd. Yes. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Yep. Because Kumitani gave him a piece of his own medicine essentially. He he stuffed Direkita in the fucking bear costume. (laughs) Just so he feels how fucking hot it is and what he's putting everybody through. (laughs) Because Kumitani don't take shit from no one.
4: (laughs) We love him for it. What kind of stood out to me about uh Derekida's uh, performance is that um well I should probably ask first did either any one of you guys watch the sub version of this at all
3: Nope I didn't get the chance
4: Okay cuz I was wondering about um, how closely the the Japanese sounded t- uh, to Derekida to because Eric makes him sound younger than he looks like I I look at that character design and I'm like m- thinking he should probably have like a you know, a bit of an older, uh, maybe not cragglier, but just, you know, slightly older sounding voice. And Eric's uh, portrayal of him just makes him sound like he's almost the same age as the cast who's in front of the camera. That's not a criticism, exactly. Huh. That's just, that's uh, a feature that, I, I don't know if Eric can do old man sounding voice. That's I've never heard him do something odd, because I
3: felt the voice was appropriate. I think it's more, I thought it was appropriate kind of more because of the, um... The character's stature, like, height-wise, he's not the tallest guy in the room. And Mm -hmm. he's also, when you look at the character, he kind of has a little bit of a pretentious look to him, when you think about it. A little. (laughs) You see where I'm going with this, though. Like, I feel like the voice matches, like, what the character looks like to me. So that's very interesting that that we had, like, the opposite thoughts on it.
0: Now, now that you've mentioned this, his haircut reminds me of Emo Phillips. So now I'm imagining Emo Phillips playing this character. <laughs> okay. I don't know who Emo Phillips. Have is. you seen UHF? No. Oh. Oh yes. Yes. He's I have. the guy. He's the carpenter teacher who cuts his thumb off. Oh. oh. Yeah. That's how he ta- That's how he minutes. talks all the time. <laughs> Anyways. It's been a hot mess <laughs> since well, well,
4: seen that now.
2: But was they always? <laughs> But one thing it always gets me is it's kind of like a director concept, a directorception, if you will. Because when you directed somebody, because you directed somebody who has to direct somebody (coughs) in a fake TV production
1: (laughs) in an anime. Yep.
2: It's like, it's like, how do you know when to draw the criticism? Because like, Carl, for all we know, he could have just done his role in one take. Yeah. Or Or Chris would be like, no, 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 I need you to be crappier. (laughs) You. <laughs> and
3: you that should be an thing. awful person Who doesn't give a shit about his
1: actors
4: So I have a question Are you the kind of person who will Stay late for a job Or come in early for a job
1: Oh god,
2: <laughs> oh, god.
3: Uh, if I, it, it, This is a hypothetical right Yeah yeah no. hypothetical <laughs> This is a hypothetical No no he,
4: he's straight up so, No this is a no, You gotta pick one
2: Boy, that's some serious work PTSD right there. <laughs> the,
4: the only thing I can hope is that the that the actors are getting paid uh, hourly and not salary. Mm. <laughs> oh my god!
2: Uh...
4: I mean, Ooh, uh, it would make wait. sense look, if they be paid I s- hourly. If um, I mean, I
2: mean, look, as long as they get paid a very good rate, you know.
4: <laughs> yeah, you would think, actors, but. They should get paid by the hour, especially if you're uh, sleeping on the job, or sleeping at the office. You should get paid for those hours. One would Mm. (laughs) hope. But honestly, I I feel the standout performance in this whole group here is uh, more so than anyone else, but by a small margin. Is David Wall's (laughs) Cappellini? Yes! Yes, yes. Now, here's the thing that stood out to me is that... um, I, okay, we're never really told uh, if Cappellini is trans or just cross dressing, or we're not quite sure what. That's,
2: that's definitely- why at this point I'm just saying non binary, bo bo bo, because at one point they said, I think in episode six or seven when they go to the uh, hot springs, mm-hmm. that beyond man and woman. Yeah, so we're not.
4: Yeah, so it, Uh, it, What
2: the hell is that? Something like uh, something something queen. Uh,
4: yes, 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 I remember that. Yeah. So- so when I saw, so when I'm listening to the performance, I'm expecting um, maybe more of a, a flamboyant, over the top, an aging Shakespearean kind of delivery. Uh, but because the character's uh, facial expression and demeanor is much more stoic, uh, David Wald is much more professional sounding. Uh, it stands in stark contrast to the first character that came to my mind was. Um, there's a there's a drag queen character in uh, or High School Host Club who runs a oh, like a, a bed yeah. and breakfast, voiced by uh, Sunny yeah.
2: Strait.
4: Yeah, uh, Misuzu, voiced by Sonny Straight. That is very over the top, and the animation. Wait 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 wait, wait.
2: Yeah. Oh, Misuzu, you said okay.
4: Yeah. It's like Ivanka. No. Uh, uh, dip, the other drag character. Yeah. So uh, so I'm gonna praise David because David absolutely got the uh the stoicism and the professionalness this is not a drag character who is uh you know startled by a stink bug does not lose their cool they are as they put it in their own words practically perfect in every way
1: we love Capellini.
3: Capellini is a strong independent woman who don't need no man oh or- <laughs> <laughs> or, at the very least, Capolini is a strong, independent woman who just wants Usahara for some reason. Because <laughs> that is a running joke. Um, no, I, I, I love... Oh my god, every time... Every time David gets to be a fabulous character like this, I'm just like, A+. Because <laughs> Capolini yeah. don't take no shit. Mm -hmm. capellini is like all about being again that strong independent woman that they are
1: uh
3: (laughs) and capellini knows exactly what they want let's be real (laughs) like it's i love it david whenever david gets to play such fun fabulous characters like this he knocks out of the park like every fucking time
0: <laughs> and I
3: and love nine. it you get him girl god damn
4: <laughs> oh that was another one of my favorite deliveries and I don't even remember the context but it was just uh, just a straight up girl girl <laughs> I think it was at the Christmas party is, is where that line came from
3: probably
1: yeah,
3: that makes sense girl Trying to think what else for
0: Cappellini. Oh my god. It's a good performance.
3: It's very good. I love
1: Cappellini.
2: David Ward so- is the best David Ward David Ward could be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. I found the line. Oh, yeah? Beyond man and woman lies the irresistible power of a queen.
3: Hell yeah. And then all of the girls are like, my queen. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> my
3: queen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit.
4: Yeah, that's another one where I would have liked to have seen um, what what uh, what the original uh, subtitle said it was and got an idea about like how loosely adapted did they make it in the dub because whatever they did, they it matched the they matched the scene very well.
2: Yeah, basically. But overall, I think everybody did a fine job here.
1: Heck yeah.
2: Are we good to move on.
1: Yes.
4: If we, if we must enter the dread of. <laughs> Getting older, and...
3: Oh my god, I'm excited now, because this is going to be bring, fucking fun.
2: Bring it on. Yeah. Roll them in. Yes, yeah, so and we're going to run in together. Together with my mind. That's why we will be talking about. The stars of the hit MHK show, Together with my mind. I.e., our main cast for this show. Starting with... Usahara Kumitani... They, the Michis juniors, they were Michis juniors, juniors in college. Apparently, they went to a sports nutrition college from the south of it. <laughs> uh, Usahara is kind of a free. Well, no, he is a freeloader. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he
4: he is he anybody? A, nope,
2: he is nobody. He's a freeloader. He's kind of tact. He is tactless. Oh yeah. Especially when he's talking about Michi.
3: He does not know how to but, read a room.
1: <laughs>
2: So, I can think of one person who's worse than that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. his, roommate, his roommate, Kumatani, very observant, very astute, very quiet, and does not say a word any time usaha gets his ass into trouble.
3: <laughs> Bro, yeah. why don't you help me? You did it to yourself, man.
2: <laughs> Bro, help me out. I need to weigh out of this conversation. I'm sorry, sir, but do I know you? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes! <laughs> Help me, (laughs) Kumbhatani, sir. Sir, why are you talking to me? I don't know who you are. (laughs)
2: Which fun fact? Which fun fact about the casting? uh, The bartender. uh, They also they also went to school together. He's played by Jacob Hopkins.
3: Yes. I think that was the first time Jacob got to be thrown into a a at that time. Anyway, Funimation dub. Yeah, and now
2: Tribe Nine exists. Tribe died. Uh, what the hell? Is, oh, the vampire dies in no time. Oh, I still need to which watch a, that. Which also has... which. There's also a baseball back in there, too. <laughs> That's him. Anyway. Lovely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the, and it's funny, because the whole interesting thing about this Maycast is you realize, like, episode 12 or 13, that they've actually crossed paths with one another. Yeah, during that whole flashback later.
3: story with, through, um... Both Usahara and then Kumutani, yeah, it's very
2: interesting. At at what at one point they met, they ran into Ikuto Daga, uh, Seiichiro Uh You say you say Usahara can't read the room, da- Ikuto can't read the room, <laughs> can't read the time.
3: That was so so cute.
2: Oh my god.
3: Ikitaro, I think, based on what we what we know, Ikitaro, out of the five here, he's the youngest, I believe, right?
2: Yes, he's 27. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usahara and Kubutai 28. Erbitri is 31. And, uh, Utero is, uh, TBD. I can't remember off the top of my head, to be honest. Yeah. Anyway, speak of Utsuno Tadano. Uh, graduated from a prestigious music school. Had a failed singing career. First, she uh, s- uh, unsuccessfully became an idol. Then an Edcut ballad singer. Then, I- then a nightclub jazz singer. Her real name is Yasuko Oide. She adopted Uteno as a stage name. She currently lives with her unsuccessful comedian boyfriend, voiced by Anthony Bowling oh five years
3: oh <laughs> well, yeah she, is she ever gonna get married probably not
2: huh man it's like a Steve Hoffy movie <laughs> uh,
0: Fun fun fact Mutano 32 years old
1: ah hey.
0: what so says so says the internet maybe the internet is wrong who can say
2: oh uh, we have to watch the show again but yeah thank you for that <laughs> Yes. Anyway, she puts on a brave face, but underneath, she's very depressed. At one point, during the during the male segment, uh, together with my mother. Uh, she accidentally called her two co-stars, a uh, bunch of mad children, died, cr- breaking down died, crying oh, on stage.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, we need to take a quick breather. Your uh, your is having an emotional breakdown. <laughs> mm.
4: And over the What's silliest you? thing
2: too. Yep.
3: Listen, when some uh, when a woman wants to get married, she wants to get married.
2: <laughs> if you like it, then you should sure put a ring on it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, we got our last character. Most importantly, our main character. Ah uh, yes. Ubi about Ubi- Ubi- uh thirty-one wait, years wait, old. Wait.
4: Wait 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I thought the main character was the creepy bird character with the baguette. You tell me that's not the
1: main character? <laughs> no, that's
4: not
3: that, that, like her- her- that, her- that, her- that hand pup is just a fever dream of Uramichis, that's it.
2: Which unfortunately manifested itself into reality. Yup <laughs> Yes, Ermitio Motor, thirty one you saw the gymnast on the side. Uh much like Robin Williams, he puts on a brave foot, but deep down, he's kept really depressed. Oh,
1: so.
4: Too soon.
2: I know. I know. Sad but
1: face.
2: Believe me, nobody was sadder than I was, and I almost dropped a rack of glasses the night I heard that. Mm. But that's for another episode.
3: Sad face.
4: Was Robin Williams in the an anime dub? <laughs>
3: what?
4: He just said, that's for another episode. And I'm like, did Robin Williams ever voice... Uh, I know he
3: did voice
2: work, but he de- did he ever do a dub? Mm-hmm. Anyway. No. I, no, I'm just saying that for personal reasons, but that's another time. Anyway. All right. But yeah, we learned from Mermichie uh, that, you know, of course, not everything that glasses is gold, and there are two sides to every person. And he's happy with what he does. It's just, you know, it's the downsides to come with it. We're playing these five. Usahara is played by Ray Chase. Kumatani is played by Howard Weg, Ikiteru is played by Brandon McInnes. Uteno is played by Jessica Calvello. And Uramichi himself is played by Adam Gibbs. Yes. Ray, Chase, <laughs> Ray Chase, you've also heard, is Karamatsu, Mr. Osumatsu, And David Shielded by Hero Academia, Two Heroes. Howard Wang, you've heard is Kakashi Goto and Kakushi Goto, and Gwanghaji and Yuri on By the beginning, you've heard Saku Otonomiya and Actors, Songs Connection, and Sunaida in My Hero Academia. Jessica Calvel, you've heard is Haji Zoe in Attack on Titan, and Cutie Honey in Cutie Honey Universe. And Adam Gibbs, you've heard is Hotaru Oroki Hyoka, and Ryoma Ichijo in Love Stage.
3: Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> uh,
2: Before we get to the main event, why don't we start off with the uh, woodland creatures? Oh, boy. Because,
3: like, Usahara uh, and Kumitani. I,
2: I will say this about Usaha. I, I don't hear a ring chasing a lot of dubs. Yes, I know he's California, but I don't generally make it a habit to watch a lot of Netflix dubs. I mean... You gotta go through a lot of stuff on the app. So I'm here. I'm struggling to do that now on the Crunchyroll app. But, you know, if it's called for, I will try to watch it. But if Ray Chase here... If you want
0: to hear a lot of Ray Chase, just play Final Fantasy 15. He's the main character.
3: <laughs> also true. <laughs> Ray Chase, I usually typically associate for being, like, the suave or cool characters. like uh, <coughs> Or uh, failed attempts at cool characters like Karamasu. <laughs> <laughs> no Osamatsu? Yeah. Um, this is... Usahara is not that. <laughs> at all. So, oh, no. it's very different than what I'm used to associating Rey as. And I think it's a delight. <laughs> Usahara is an I- idiot and can't read a fucking room worth his goddamn salt. And it's great.
2: But the crazy part about it is, Rey Chase tends to be... It was kind of subtle, but he tends to be a bit of a dude. But when he's hanging around with his friends, because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, he wants something from them. But oh, uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Ramichi, the, do you want to go out for dinner? Because I'm broke.
2: <laughs> but but it's also weird because I think it definitely works when he said the costume. But mm-hmm. I see if I had the costume, it's like, I, uh, it, it feels okay to me. But like it should work. But it still works in general, especially when you get to the flashback. Yeah. And of course, most of his actions, he kind of deserved what he got, except for episode six, because uh, I I kinda had to look through my old notes on Discord, and uh, that episode was kind of mean spirited to him, because at one point, like you hear, you, you, you hear, you hear uh, them play voiceover for him in, in a costume.
3: Oh yeah, ah. and they play the wrong voice I- track.
2: And he's like, oh shit! <laughs> and He's like, no, no, you don't know stop me, right? They, they played the wrong file. It's like, oh boy.
3: I U- 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 not having any of it.
2: <laughs> and then, of course, there's my favorite scene ever with David, Ward palm strikes him in the nuts. <laughs> tell him to stand up straight. Which I okay with consent. David Wilde, how much can I pay you to reenact that in a card? No,
3: no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, my oh, God, Jamal, that's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. God. It
4: is, and it has to happen. Oh, my God.
2: That's why I said with cassettes, of course the band would be safe. Oh, of my
3: God. Because,
2: you know, actors do trade for studs sometimes. Y'all are
4: awful. So, if I understand... uh your guys's understanding of Ray Chase's uh, filmography—he mm-hmm. doesn't usually do goofy, silly, falsetto voices like nope. this, right?
1: Not, not at all. Not, not well, in my experience, actually, no. The closest—the closest
3: could be Karamatsu, but even then, Karamatsu's personality a- actually, trait is he's the cool guy.
2: Actually, right. Actually, there's one more that I think about him at uh, Capaldi. I know i seen it. I don't know if everybody has seen. It. Have y'all seen One Punch Man?
3: Uh, it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. What was Ray in that?
2: Well, he was the doctor that gave himself immortality, but the character I'm thinking of is Puri Puri Prisoner.
3: Right! I forgot he fucking... Okay, yep. It's been a minute. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. It's been a minute since that, since I watched One I Punch
2: mean, it, it, it's not as much Jude Boy as but it is kind of goofy in its old charming way, especially when you deal with Capaldi. so... Mm-hmm.
3: Oh damn! I forgot he's Yukiyatsu and Anahana. Fuck!
2: I, I was I wanted to bring up Yukiyatsu, but I have not seen Anahana. But I've heard y'all talk about. Him.
3: Oh no, Anahana's great. It will make you cry like a baby. Um, uh, I'm yeah, just looking at Ray real quick. <laughs> uh, Weiss is I mean, it not that. Weiss Steiner in Eden Zero might be similar to an extent, not quite. But though. my point
4: was is that. My point in illustrating with this was yeah. that um, when you allow actors to uh, play against type, mm-hmm. you will, uh, for for the right kind of performance, you will often get unique uh, standout performances like this. I and mean, I feel like Chris George's, uh, one of his specialties is getting people who uh, either haven't done this kind of role before or you wouldn't expect to be in that and making them fit into it.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, basically.
4: Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I don't have qualms with uh, Ray Chase's uh, Usahara myself. It's definitely, it's definitely the right kind of contrast to um, Kumatani's uh, more serious side of things and uh, Uramachi's uh, "I am so checked out" persona. Uh, it's, it doesn't feel like like he's uh, insanely high on life to the like to the point where he's delusional about the reality going around him. Mm-hmm. It's that his happiness seems to come from just uh, it, it's how he gets through life. You know, I, I it's like, uh, especially after he was the one who injured his ankle uh, in the flashback episodes, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. He was a track yeah. star. Right. Right. So he was. So, so he's already dealt with the uh, unavoidable crushing defeat of not getting to pursue the thing that you thought you were going to be able to, and he's carrying it continuously into this venture of his career. To mm-hmm. the point that he's, uh, he's, like, begging, like, I really need this job. I can't lose this job.
2: <laughs> yeah, basically.
3: Again, it's he... pathetic. But... Being Usahara is suffering, and half the shit that happens to Usahara, he kind of did it to himself.
4: <laughs> Which is why you don't I, dislike I, the guy.
3: Like, no. You, 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 I mean, unfortunately, not... you like to watch Usahara get the shit beat out of
4: him. Oh, I don't know if I'd say that. I, I'm just saying that I don't wish ill will upon anyone. No, and, no. And It's like, and, and, well, this is kind of a thread that I think uh, flows through all the characters. Their lives could be so much better, so much more fulfilling if they just took a little more initiative with what they're doing with their lives instead of coasting through, as it were.
2: <sighs> yeah, but here's the thing. I know Dimitri said himself that, like, uh, after 10 years, he kind of starts to lose all curiosity, hope, hope or something like that. God damn it, I gotta look that line up too.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, yes, we're all. Well, we, uh, that, that's kind of my problem with this show overall. Is um, I understand the funny parts of it with the black comedy. Those definitely work. But I guess I'm just not as drawn to a show that wallows in the mud so much. I like to see our characters pull themselves out of the mud eventually.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm not generally a fan of black comedy. I mean, yeah, black comedy. Because you know, I don't really like the cynicism. If I want, if I watch something, I either want it to be a little uplifting or something that really gets me. But it doesn't have to like take a complete stance on like negativity, you know? Well, they want they want this show
0: to be they want this show to be relatable, and the average audience member is not going to get out of the mud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they'll
0: still have their shitty job twelve weeks later when the season ends. Yeah,
1: that's true.
4: Yeah, yeah accurate. So yeah, on, on the flip side of things, uh, Howard Wang gets to be the uh, the dry and serious character, um, which is much needed. We really needed a, um, a more grounded individual in this cast of idiots.
3: Oh, yes.
0: How- Howard Wang delivers the bear puns really well. <laughs> yep.
1: Yep. We, ha- we
4: hardly bear mention. I, I that was my favorite That's I, I enjoy how like reserved he is in his
0: silly puns and uh, general just bearing mm-hmm.
1: yeah. also, also,
0: also I not intentional but I'll take it uh, also I appreciate that like his big defining moment was he had a really nice, nice hot shot job and then quit because his boss was being a shithead
2: to kittens that's
0: yeah
2: yeah, that man had the balls. I expect a fan. I love uh,
3: kumatani for that.
2: Yes, so that's, he loves uh,
3: that, is,
0: that is a sol- That's a, that's, a, that's a that's an Earth solid dude right there.
3: Oh yeah, and yeah, then during the flashback episode where there was part of it where there was a huge fucking typhoon, um that ends up knocking a tree over that destroys Urumichi's old dorm building. You see, at one point Kumatani just building a, a little shelter for the for a group of cats that are outside. I'm yeah. like, oh, Kumatani, he's a good boy. He will drop your ass in an instant if you do something stupid, but uh, Kumatani's a good boy. <laughs>
4: He's a sensible individual. Yeah. He, he's not going to enable your gambling addiction.
3: Oh, no. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck? Y-? Kumitani is always the first one to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you?
4: Mm-hmm. And it's That's great. great. Now the, there's a a quirk, I feel, to Howard's uh, decision in how to portray this character. Mm-hmm. It feels like he slurs his words. Like, he's very intentionally not, whereas everyone else is kind of like, uh, enunciating everything and is very clear to understand Howard has kind of a, a kind of a mush mouse way of delivering the, the words in a way that you can still understand what he's saying but it's it feels very intentionally uh, less polished than everybody else.
3: Do you think that, because something we actually do find out about Kumatani too in the last couple of episodes is when he was a teenager in high school, he actually was a fucking delinquent
1: Mm-hmm, to do you, yeah. Do you, yeah.
3: yeah do you think that might have something to do with it potentially
4: uh it, it uh, i didn't dawn on me to, to keep an eye out for that yeah it didn't dawn it on is. me because we don't learn that until the That's second to the
1: last fair. episode um, I, I might be reading
4: I, into
3: it a little too much because unless unless chris knew chris george knew like way in advance it's a little hard to really
4: uh, predict I, that I, I mean if he knew that far enough ahead of time he, he could have done the uh the, the Kuabara route where he said, okay, so Howard, you're a delinquent, so...
1: I want you to talk
4: like this oh, in all, fuck. Of all of lines. No!
1: God,
4: no! Wait, wait, wait.
2: All of the bad ones <laughs> <laughs> Noah, Noah, did you deliberately do that because the character's name sounds like, uh, meshy? You're no. Meshy. No. <laughs> Usa, no, no, that's look, a nice coincidence. I, no, 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 I mean, Ur-a-mi-chi sounds like a meshi, which I have made that mistake once or twice. Look,
4: look Michi.
2: I think,
0: I think we can all agree that that Chris Sabat playing uh, Kuwabara is a perfect delinquent voice, and all the delinquent characters should strive <laughs> to sound more like that. Learn not for the <laughs> fact that would probably obliterate their vocal cords in the process.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> It's already obliterating
0: imagine. my
3: vocal cords doing it now. Shit.
0: Don't, don't don't know how Chris <laughs> survived a hundred something episodes of that, really. Good
3: on him for that one.
0: Yeah, right. that's a lot of salt. A lot yeah, of yeah, tea.
2: <laughs> Wash your hands and gargle, kids. <laughs> Wash your hands and gargle, absolutely.
4: Aw, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, Howard is definitely good as Kubitani. If I had just one little dip pick, it's kind of a personal problem for me. Half the time, I forgot that was Howard Wang's.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't feel like either he thing. doesn't,
2: No, either he doesn't really speak that much outside of his costume, but when you do hear him speak, you're like, Wait, who is this? I completely forgot. I had to look it up when I was watching it the first time about to remind myself, that's Howard Wagg Which, if I can find the headshot, I can definitely tell that's Howard Wang also. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's
2: what... That's why I like to call a mod Syndrome when a character's shot looks like it's their headshot.
0: Lord. Are you are you commenting on my editing?
2: A little bit. <laughs> but, no, that's just pure coincidence. That's just pure coincidence. <laughs> I see.
1: <laughs> Don't I understand. Uh, yeah, these two are pretty good. And,
2: They're funny. Uh, I think They're funny. You- they're funny but you know it's funny although, yeah. uh,
0: also uh, uh, we already talked about it, but Mitsuo does get the most cathartic moment of the show which is stuffing the director in the bear suit yes
2: yeah <laughs> he's
3: like I'm doing your horse It's like Mr. Director I can't get into character because I don't know how to feel wintry right now maybe I'm a visual <laughs> learner maybe if you show me then I can understand <laughs> A true I love
0: that a true part. a true king.
3: Mm-hmm. In this house we stand Kumitani. Absolutely. <laughs> Kumitani, MVP, Usahara, the butt monkey. Oh,
1: yeah yes. Kumitani
4: Kumitani's the MVP, but uh the person in this group who I think is the funniest is probably uh ikataru uh voiced by brandon mcginnis
3: oh ikataru is great yeah head
4: head empty only rice balls and and aliens (laughs) (laughs) sometimes rice rice ball aliens aliens. i i i I didn't quite i didn't get that joke uh, about um why why is it rice balls why is it onigiri i i Uh, i think i think i think
0: i think the joke is just that he only ever thinks about he just he he's just thinking about food man He's not very this is bright. But I...
3: Early, early on, he we, we early on, and there's a shot where he's making like a really nice like dinner with like salmon and stuff. So like, he's fi- into cooking. Apparently. I think I
0: think it's literally just he's kind of a fluff head who's not very deep. And he, when he's not when he's not being directly interacted with, he's just thinking about food. <laughs>
4: I guess. See, I was trying to find some. I was trying to find a connection between uh, the rice ball and his uh, his dirty sense of humor. How he's always. <laughs> he's got like Michael Scott syndrome where everything has to be uh, perceived as dirty in his mind.
0: Oh what, you don't you don't find Dick Feneman funny?
1: Oh
3: my god. Like <laughs> Ikiteru does like is awful with social cues and is the biggest airhead of the entire fucking cast, but he's also the one character. That like if you make any kind of innuendo, re- innuendo relating to the penis, he loses his garbage because <laughs> he finds it the funniest thing.
2: Yeah, and somehow, even if he does it, you actually twist a word that sounds like dick and just starts laughing because I think in the last episode, uh, the director that mentions that he a hag, he tears a hag now. And he tells him to put antiseptic on it. On it, uh, on, it, on, it on it, Damn! <laughs> I sound like a broken record, man. Language He tells him. He tells him to put antiseptic on it, and uh, he just starts laughing because he says "tick" sounds like "dick." I'm like, are you for real? He's, he's a, no,
0: he's, I, a, he's a he's the, a small child in the, in the body of a 27 year old.
3: first time that I love, I I love more of. That joke being used during, like, the, his introduction to the show in, like, um, what was that? I think it was in the sec- the first or second episode where, um, Ikiteru goes into, um, ermichi's dressing room. And he's talking about something. And he's, like, no, he's talking about the name Richard, I think. He's talking about Richard
2: Feynman, oh. the famous oh, physicist.
1: Fi-
3: <laughs> yes.
1: Richard, Feynman.
3: Uh, Richard, Feynman. And he's, like, his nickname would've would been dick and then Ermichi's just like staring at him blankly just like what the fuck and then he just starts seeing a bunch of like synonyms or other words that imply the word penis and the last one because the two of them are getting, being escorted back to the set Ermichi goes up to Ikitaro's ear and all you hear is just Adam go see man.
2: <laughs> yep one I snake cheat too. <laughs> no one <I'm, laughs> no one I, I'm actually looking at that right now so. no, you one, are.
0: no one no one tell this man about Richard Nixon's nickname
2: tool oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh god no Brandon is a goddamn delight since he is the youngest of the five characters here Brandon definitely has that youthful tone that is needed for Ikiteru, which is fantastic and, um, just, just that stupid airheadedness and just like the, oh, oh my god, can I just say another fun thing that I love about Brandon, especially as Ikateru?
0: hmm
3: During the, um, company getaway to the Hot Springs, right, the mm-hmm. boys are in their room that they're sharing together, and Usahara jokingly is just like, hey, y'all want to have a pillow fight? And both Kumatani and Urami are like no, and you have Ikiteru just <laughs> suddenly very disappointed. That it's like, oh, it's like what? Uzuhara's <laughs> like, uh, Ikiteru, did you like miss like your school trip or something? He's like, yeah, I did, and I've I've never gotten the chance to have like a sleepover, so I kind of was excited about doing things that you normally do at sleepovers. And both Kumatani and
4: Urumiichi just feel so bad for him.
1: It's so funny.
4: And to to his credit, pillow fights are fun. When was the last time you had a good pillow fight? It's a lot of fun.
3: Oh, yeah. But no, like... Brandon is a mix of, like... Innocent child? But also... It is an airhead child, but also (laughs) fucking... Oh, man. But he's also got probably the dirtiest mind (laughs) the entire group. Yeah,
2: basically. Because I thought the whole thing with the rice balls was like, you probably think about balls, which is why I couldn't stop laughing. Because I remember one of those rice balls kind of split open in half and the little centric just fell out. I'm like... I don't know if it gets explained in the manga or something like that. I gotta find out. Cause for a man who thinks a lot about rice balls, he sure laughs at dick jokes.
1: Yep.
4: <laughs> like if I really, I w- if you really stop to think about it, it, it could be like um uh, it's a spinning rice ball, which is like a tumbleweed in his head. Like not a whole lot of kind of yeah, going on that's kind of the
3: equivalent you would think yeah.
2: So what? how does that explain what getting deducted by a UFO then?
0: Because he's an uh, airhead who a, believes in
1: hum- UFOs.
2: <laughs> like what's his nuts? So, you, know what that, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know what that kinda of, you know is what that kinda of uh, makes sense because I do I feel I feel his childhood might have been robbed because at one point yeah. he overhears uh Michi talking about Santa Claus to a little kids. Oh yeah
3: Oh yeah, he still
2: believes in uh, Santa he's, Claus he's,
3: um he, he's, yeah, his his uh what the fuck is the word the term that they called them? sloppy, santa. sloppy santa. santa I'm like it begins with an s
2: <laughs> jake's Yobia me a Coke.
3: <laughs> sloppy santa cuz um yeah Urumichi was talking to the kid one of the kids during the taping about like wanting toys but all but every christmas he for, for santa would give him like dumbbells or like weight or like exercise regimens or things like that and fucking Ikitaru, the innocent little sh- dummy he is, after the taping, he's like, I didn't know someone else had a sloppy Santa. I wanted toys as a kid, too. But all I got was sheet music and vocal exercises. I'm like, Ikitaru, you... And she's like, wait, you believe in Santa still? I'm like, this is great.
4: I feel like Santa gets a bad rap in that regards. Like he's not running a soup kitchen. It, you be happy with what he gives you. It's free.
1: Yeah. It's. You're not free. entitled
4: to anything. It's still hilarious though. Oh, yeah. But I like about Brandon's delivery. And I, I've noticed this on a couple of other things he's done before is that he's very casual. Um, mm. Whereas a lot of the actors in here um, feel like they're um, a bit didactic in the way that they uh, pronounce words and stick to a uh, almost like a rhythmic structure to match the lip flaps. Yeah, Brandon has this unique ability to say his lines in a way that doesn't feel like it fits to that beat, but it still matches with the lip flaps. So that that's an interesting, and it makes his delivery stand out from everybody else's because everyone else, again, it has that more, more polished, professional, didactic delivery. So uh, that and that also makes his. Uh, funny moments a lot funnier too
3: oh yeah i think it works very nicely
2: Mm -hmm. and is a very good singer
3: yes that is not a surprise
2: he's phenomenal that is not a surprise what is a surprise however is
3: jessica calvello
2: calvello yes yes because, for one thing, damn, girl, you gotta set pipes on you. Mm-hmm. She does. Okay. I really enjoyed all her, all her performances and stuff, especially at, when she's uh, performing Drunk at the Hot Springs. Karaoke. <laughs> <Well>, other, <than, laughs> <laughs> other than that, she she definitely was very good and very convincing, this character. And I found out why because, and I have to look up the tweet, too, just to verify this. She apparently used to work in children's theater. Oh!
1: Oh, okay, that me. makes sense.
2: There's probably a lot of, of dub
4: actors in, in that part of the country who've done that before. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, but I've never heard a lot of people as vocal ba- about it hers. So, but well, she's been vocal about a lot of things. Yeah. But, uh,
3: oh my god, can I just have one side note? Can we go back to Ikater for a hot second? Yeah. You guys realize who voices him in the Japanese, right?
2: Mamono Miano.
3: No. no, it's Mamono Miano, actually.
4: Oh, oh, that was a different character. I'm sorry. But What's Punches funny is, is equally surprising.
2: Is to say, he does both the opening and the ending. But the yes. opening he does with Dada Mizuki, who voices yep. Uteno in the Japanese.
3: Yep. Not amazing. Also
2: somehow, also somehow, my Shazam accidentally searched the while my phone for some reason. But...
1: <laughs> oh boy! Whoops.
2: <laughs> like I'm just sitting there watching the show. I see a shazam tag pop up. I'm like, wait. Oh no! I, I'm like, that. who's
3: Nana Mizuki? And I'm looking at her credits right now. She's fucking Eloise Trancy in Black Butler too. Oh no!
2: She spoke of a vampire. <laughs> God.
3: Oh, she's Saya in Blood Sea. Okay.
1: I'm just looking. <laughs> oh. Anyway,
3: sorry okay she also she has to be in oh she's hinata in uh, naruto she's japanese hinata in naruto
4: okay oh yeah but nobody's seen that show
2: <laughs> no not at all it's not it's not that nobody seen the show oh it's that here's seen one the show for, to finish. for
3: y'all who've seen princess tutu she's rue Nana Mizuki voices Rue in Princess Tutu.
4: Interesting. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: Sorry. Um, uh, Yes.
3: Sorry, you may continue.
4: Uh, Yeah, uh, Jessica has the interesting role of being the only female member of the cast. Um, Is saddled with some uh, kind of unfortunate stereotypical female problems wanting to get married. But I do appreciate that uh, uh, Utano's uh, lesson: uh, Her uh, primary advice to the children is, "You may think that it's cool to uh, to date a man who's like into comedy and who makes you laugh, but rest assured, uh, he will be a man child who is basically resting on you as a surrogate mother character." <laughs> yep. Little girls out there, little four year old girl yep. who wrote into the show, don't do that. You are so much better than that.
3: Yes, Go get your bachelor's that degree. That whole get a real bit was job. great. I love that.
4: Yeah, that was my favorite part from Jessica's overall delivery is is when she she gets to relate uh, her advice directly into what she's dealing with in her uh, real-world setting. Uh, Her her laugh, uh, it's like in episode two when they're all having their day off and she's at her boyfriend's comedy club. And she's the only one who laughs at Mm -hmm. the joke that apparently wasn't very funny. Also uh, gave me a big smile. (laughs) Yeah,
3: Yeah. Uh, Jessica's a delight.
4: She's, uh, her voice is a little lower, honestly, than, um, I guess I was expecting, and it's probably because I don't have a frame of reference for, uh, very many other things that she's done before, but it was refreshing that we had, um, you know, we had a female voice in English that wasn't trying to mimic, uh, the cutesy Moe voice. Yes. Because it doesn't look Mm. like the character design is supposed to be that kind of a character.
3: No, absolutely. She sounds like a human being. (laughs)
4: She's, uh, as Amon said, the internet apparently says she's 32. So mm, let me see. Ready for the retirement home?
1: <laughs> oh, Ooh,
0: oh boy!
3: Oh no, why?
0: Something. <laughs> why some you do this to me? Some, something something all... joke about Christmas cake.
3: Oh my god!
4: <laughs> what you mean it's all over after the 25th? Yep, oh. that's that's the line.
3: <laughs> Noah, have you seen Excel Saga?
4: Uh, I tried to watch the first couple of episodes.
3: She's Excel.
4: Uh, really? Doesn't
0: doesn't everyone know that? That's that's literally what I know Jessica Calvell for being Excel. I I a show I've never I watched
4: because, I, <laughs> I, well, yeah, because I haven't I haven't seen that. Either. I mean, fairness, I know it because that, that,
0: she like blew her voice out recording it, but
4: you know, yeah, still. that's the other yeah. Thing. Bitch,
3: oh. bitch. She, yeah, she, Jessica's the one who blew her voice out
4: during it. Gotcha. Well, if I remember from that show, uh, her voice was uh, pitched up intentionally a little bit more in that show. Also, I'm glad that I have a... Uh, now I kind of know the character archetypes that XL Saga was um, uh, was based on, mm-hmm. now that uh, Project Ako has finally been released uh, in the West again.
3: Oh, yeah, that's true. She's also... Um, if you're into Dirty Pair, she's Yuri, and she's going to yeah, be reprising yeah, the role for the, um, kick-started, the new Kickstarted dub from... Um,
4: Nah, we, oh, I
2: that wait.
4: We need more uh, 80s style anime starring two badass half-dressed women just going around the world. We need more of those.
3: Cats Eye says hello. Uh,
4: I, I said new shows.
3: Okay. I thought you said... You said 80s, so I got... Comp- 80, I got the 80s, 80s, 80s,
4: style. 80s style.
3: Gotcha. I missed the style. But no, I, I like... Anyways. I like Jessica. She, God. It brings a... Like, the tone of voice brings a, a more realness to Utano. Utano. Um, for her character. <laughs> 100%. And, like, while the trope of the whole... Woman wanting to be ma- get married or else she's going to be a spinster for the rest of her lo- life is kind of an overused trope. I think it still actually works very nicely here especially because Utano doesn't take shit from anyone either and the second you make you you, you say something that's even remotely close to like spinster or unmarried or anything like that she gets pissed uh-huh.
1: <laughs> she get
3: angry she doesn't get like dep- she do- it doesn't start with like super sad emotional depressed it goes anger first, and then yes. sad, and then sad. But no, I,
2: that goes way to explode. Oh,
3: she ain't gotten she she done with your shit. Yeah, she doesn't take shit from her boyfriend either.
1: <laughs> it's great. You spent
4: all of our money on a on a wedding present for your friend. Yup. <sighs> She's been dating
0: this guy for five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what this says,
4: Oof. and that's about six years too long from the sounds. Of yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, how long do you need to How long do you need to date somebody before you realize that maybe they are not the driven world beater you thought they were?
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Jessica is very funny when she when she's doing that though, so you know, balances out.
3: Mm-hmm. I didn't know the other part though. I didn't know Jessica could sing, actually.
2: That, I was I a, okay, that was a little sure. bit of a
3: surprise. I, I I'm feel, very welcome to at that.
0: I, I feel like the secret mm-hmm. of a lot of the Texas acting pools is the main acting gigs around there that aren't like commercials tend to be theater. Yeah, and I think no, and I think you and I think consequently you end up getting a lot of people who can at least you know sing professionally a little, just because that is a handy talent to have when theater is the main acting opportunity.
3: Yeah, especially. If- Musical theater is the big I, one I, yeah, not know if regional theaters doing that.
0: Yeah, I don't know why I'm telling
4: you this. You would know that better than I would. Person who actually works in a theater.
3: <laughs> yes,
4: hello. <laughs> and especially for someone who has been around the the dubbing pool since... Uh, when did Excel Saga come out? Like, early 2000s era? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Early
3: Somewhere to mid-2000s. Mid- yeah. Around there, yeah.
4: So... Well, I think that's most
2: of the cast now, so... Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so we gotta get to the... We gotta get to the life lessons, Noah. We gotta get to the life lessons. We haven't covered all the life lessons yet. We gotta, <laughs> all right, all right. Come,
4: br- bring it on, Buddha. Let's hear what life lessons you
3: for us. Bring it on, Buddha. Jesus. Oh, God. Yeah. I love Uramichi. <laughs>
4: good, because shit. I don't think he loves
3: yeah. anyone else. Yeah, he doesn't love I, anybody yeah
2: I'm going to be honest, I think Adam definitely has a penchant for, like, a lot of these deadpan characters, even when they seem upbeat up front, you know?
3: Here's the because... thing, I have, I, as far as I can recall, I don't recall I've ever seen Adam in a comedy, really, before.
2: Oh, I have. Uh... I've had to
3: check, but...
2: I, I, if if Come you on. ever get the time or the chance, uh, watch girl where he plays a sort of a delinquent who kind of opens up to uh, this girl who always speaks in haiku. Okay, I'm just looking
3: through I hate it's to ve- watch very is is
2: very fun and it's uh, it's half life and uh, Adam is very good. Although I wish you could say I'll give a flight fuck at one point, but
3: ah, there's bottom tier <laughs> character Tomozaki. Technically, you can call that a comedy.
2: Uh, yeah, technically, it is. Yeah, I just haven't finished most of it because I stopped after what hit. Because I, for some reason, I haven't continued past. hearing Faye, want to say, "Clench Joe's cheeks."
3: <laughs> I finished. So, I uh... finished the show a while ago. It's 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 not bad. It's not a bad show. Uh, let me. See.
4: So, so the okay, thing wait. about so the thing about Uramichi is, uh, and the show itself is that it's got one joke really if you boil it down the whole show is one joke and that joke essentially is adult being an adult sucks being a burnt out adult sucks pretty much mm-hmm. so if you don't like that one joke you're not going to get anything out of the show not really so the entire the entire enjoyment of this show was going to live and die on Uramichi's uh actor so Adam basically had to carry the show on his shoulders just to make that central joke work, so
2: Atlas ju- at the shrug.
4: Well, he luckily he did not shrug because uh, <laughs> I think we can we can vote democratically here and confirm. Uh, he understood the assignment and made that one joke land pretty much every time.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, basically. Pretty
3: much. Okay, there's a few other comedies he's done. Technically, we have Golden Time as Mitsuo. So, there's that. That's not I, a comedy! I,
2: kind of like that. I, I that's was- not, yeah, That's fucking of, not- fucking oh, not comedy. Oh, sorry,
3: Tom was in here. Damn.
0: That's
3: kind
4: I, of a comedy. That's kind that's, of a
0: comedy. Uh, uh, Time is not a comedy. I'm, so, I'm sorry, is the show where one of the main characters is a goose as a sky kick, not a comedy? <laughs> well, I'll, be, I'll be real with you. I think some of you being a little stiff with your definition of comedy. Having said that.
3: Golden
4: I mean, time, romantic
3: com- comedy. No, no uh-uh. it has its oh, comedic moments. Noah. Yeah, well,
2: if that's the case, how about Love Stage? I mean, yeah,
3: love well, it's stage more
2: sitcom to be honest. Because I know I, I I didn't watch it all the way to the end, but I did like what I see though, and that was one of the reasons I kind of mentioned it because there were times where like Mitsu trying to help some of his friends, namely Ikiteru, and we find out Ikiteru is. Talented in a lot of things, it's just when he gets fully immersed in the character, he kind of trouble. Oh, enough. yeah, like, like, like the whole like
3: scissors ho- thing? Oh, yeah.
2: Exactly why I bring that one up, because I remember in Love Stage, Ryoma seemed to be very talented at drawing manga, while his love interest kind of sucked, so. <laughs> it, I know it's been a hot minute, but that's what I remember, um, one of the things I remember most.
3: Adam Gibbs as Aramichi was honestly not what I expected at all because I'm primarily I realize I've seen at least a couple of comedies where he's been in there now uh, but I've yeah. primarily seen Adam in more dramatic roles and considering so Ermi G has to have two different voices technically he has mm-hmm. to have the <laughs> The fun what? kids show, like, konnichiwa, kids. Like, it's a bit more of a higher octave versus... I had, yeah.
4: a, t- I had a term for that, actually. And I think most of us will know this. Yeah. A retail voice.
3: Yeah, a... there it is. Your retail, it's your re- customer service voice.
2: Yeah. That is
3: exactly it.
2: Speaking of which, um, the... <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to store a little, because I was trying to find that tweet on Jessica's Twitter. Yeah. And uh, apparently there's an old tweet where she tried to buy those 12-foot skeletons. And she says, I've tried three years to get one of these motherfuckers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The, but anyway, there's the... I, I like the customer service retail voice. That's actually perfect description. So there's yeah. the customer service retail voice that Arumichi has to have with the kids and for the filming and all the fun stuff. And then there's sad, depressed, self-deprecating... Urumichi the the sad depressed self-deprecating urumichi that tone of voice is what I normally associate Adam Gibbs for right <laughs> So me sitting here. I'm like how the fuck is he gonna do with the uh, with the kids with the filming? like what's his customer service voice gonna sound like and I'm like oh my god it works and also because of the the writing and the dialogue, especially for the filming, and the corny, cringy lines they have to say, I'm like, oh my god. It's, it's it kind of sounds like, in an odd way, it sounds like Adam is forcing it, but that's also the actual point, if that makes sense. I don't yeah,
2: because yeah, that because <laughs> his character is forcing it, basically, right.
3: So it's like, it's like, oh my god. First of all, Adam can do a higher like a higher tone, higher octave tone of voice. But second of all, like, oh, it just makes all of the stuff that Urumichi goes through during filming that much more cringy, which works. (laughs) There's a fucking reason why I gave him one of my comedy dubbies from last year. It's just brilliant, man.
2: Yeah, because I think... And again, it kind of leads back to the whole existential crisis mm-hmm. saying, would you stop going to sleep, computer? Because <laughs> I realized... <laughs>
3: good night, Jamal. I got to sleep now.
2: Because <laughs> one of the things I realized, I said he... I know him for a lot of deadpan type of characters, because, mm-hmm. you know, Michi's kind of dead on the inside. <laughs> but yeah. when he could say something so... Basically, it's say you say the quiet part louder, the loud part quiet. Mm-hmm. What, <laughs> what really got me, I guess, what would really get the shadow was his moment, episode two, when uh, he has to do the advice corner segment with uh, that newfound puppet of his.
3: Oh my god, the newfound and puppet asked- voice by Usahada, by the way.
2: And he ha- and he asks him what his hobbies, and uh, he talks about like how hobby if your hobby is uh, watching uh, mass marketed entertainment, it's not really a hobby because it's something to distract yourself from the mediocre life. Oh, yeah. like, God damn, I felt that. <laughs> like, no, really, I really uh, felt that because
4: it's a
3: deep cut. I just,
2: it's very deep cut.
4: It's well documented uh, that the creators of the show uh, were just uh, following your life, Jamal, and were just slipping in little lines <laughs> that related to your life specifically.
3: They sent, okay, the, no, 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 even better. It's going to be on the
4: commentary. Even
3: better. Jamal, they sent Amon to follow you and stalk you so they get inspiration for this show. <laughs> right, Probably right, Amon? They I'm, sent you. Well,
0: I, 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 I I <laughs> but they Probably couldn't make it
4: too that. obvious. They, they couldn't make it too obvious, so they're like, okay, well, we'll make a couple of small changes here. But for the most part, yeah, this is all, all four of your lives. It's is
3: autobiographical. Here.
4: It's only autobiographical if you're the one making the show. I don't think Jamal made this show.
2: I'm probably going to censor this part, but fuck off.
1: <laughs> I
3: love you, Jamal.
2: Yeah, me. But yeah... Moments like that, where it's kind of apt. I like when they kind of, when they're speaking. there in the dialogue because I know like in some other shows it can be unwanted, unnecessary, makes things really awkward. But it works in a show like this because with Adam, like he knows where to tone the total line between be comedic, seriously, and be comedic unintentionally.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> he a very good grasp on that. Because let's see what else. Like I said, he's been in a lot of pack characters. I've seen a lot of comedies. I, I will say, though, I've <laughs> you don't always see him in, in Funimation dubs, but when you do, you know he post out something amazing. So.
3: He's been popping up in Funimation Doves more and more frequently, which is awesome. Because he's normally based think, in Houston, so.
2: Exactly. I think, I think, like Johnny, Chris must have his. They speed dial or something, you know, cause, oh yeah, cause Quent George also did yoga. Yep, not even think about. Yep. It. Yep, yep. I guess yep. it's that connection and his talent pool is like, you, you never know what the to pull next. And uh, I'm, I'm still trying to strug- I'm still struggling to try to find what that what line was because he talks about, uh, ten years adult of adulthood goes by, you lose your curiosity, mm-hmm. and hope
4: basically there's a, there's
2: a lot of lines yeah. like that um, there's is, there is but when it kind of when it really kind of like speaks to you on a personal level you you just bow to say for justification you know
3: yeah it's true God. to
2: toss in
4: uh one of the favorite uh lines like the, he's got tons of little quips one of my favorite is uh, he kind of pokes a hole in the fact that his advice isn't really uh, useful. He f- flat out says, "I'll offer my quick snap judgment and call it advice." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, see, it's the little things like that that matters. Yeah, yeah. You know? like
3: I think out of all of them, I think Uruchi has probably the most like snappy quips and one-liners. Actually, out of the main five, when you think about it.
2: I mean, yeah, he used the main character of the show. Yeah, if he did, if he did, if he did have those, then the whole show would just kind of fall flat and just be the dot com yet just ignored. Yeah, even I, though I, I,
3: I agree with, I I agree with what Noah was saying earlier. This show would it, it it hinges on, Urmichi and your enjoyment of his character because. The self-deprecating humor, the majority of it is him. And all of the fun quips and all that fun stuff is him. So, the show will either lives or dies by Urumichi. So, I think Adam carries it ph- phenomenally.
2: Yeah, I think... and I think... what? Go ahead, Noah. Uh, the,
4: the only thing that um, could have possibly been done to make it stand out a little bit more is if he could use like a, a very different voice between his onstage persona and his offstage persona and i'm thinking of one mm. other performance that this reminded me of specifically y'all have seen lucky star nope yep some yes, you of have. it no i have not you've seen you've seen lucky channel
3: no, not really.
4: Oh, Kagami, right? You've seen Kagami-san, you, you, yeah. The the segments where it's I switching between idle voice and, uh, yeah, just um, y uh, completely different voice character. So like they could have done that with Urimichi. They could have made the two voices uh nearly indistinguishable from each other. I'm kind of no. glad they didn't, I, I, because yeah. it because it does play up it. it leads into the fact that his persona on stage is an act for sure but he's not entirely faking it he does have some enjoyment out of performing in front of an audience for uh what he's doing so i guess that's why they did that i'm just saying that if we wanted to like really play up the comedy element of it we would have given him we would have had adam do like very different voices between the two like different speech patterns very different tone just just make it more over the top. When
3: you think about it, though, Keikaku exists for, I think, that reason alone. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. When you
3: sit here and think about it. That's fi- true. Because that what you're true. describing is exactly what Johnny Young Bosch did.
4: Okay, so yeah, they had their bases covered in other characters. Yeah,
3: they just didn't give it to Urumichi.
4: That's true. So yeah, for for the direction they decided to go with, I have no no issues at all. This this is a very good Adam Gibbs performance. This is a good performance for anyone to put on their resume. Yes. Like who gets paid to say uh, quippy snarks to children? That's a dream <laughs> job right there.
3: Alma, um, what yeah. do you think?
0: I don't know. I had thoughts, and then you interrupted me to argue about whether Golden Times a romantic comedy. I don't remember. Oh what was no! I'm
3: sorry. <laughs>
0: Uh, funny. Look, it's eleven thirty. I'm really tired. My brain's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, he's funny. I like that his his like business is like. I I have to be Mister Children's Host voice does sound really sincere, even though it is kind of a uh you know customer service voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he's really funny
2: here. It's good. He's 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 really well cast. Nice. so guess judging by all my status, I think we kinda dragged this off too long. Let's just go straight into final thoughts so and be done with that. Sound okay?
1: Yeah.
4: Sounds
2: good. Good. so what is everybody's thoughts on this show? This is great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I didn't yeah. I didn't
0: read the manga of this when it started coming out in English. Uh, But I remember seeing the preview for it and thinking, well, this looks warped. I should pick this up, (laughs) Uh, which I've not done because I'm lazy. But I did watch this, and this is really fun. I like that this is, I like its biting edge, but I do like that it does not wallow in uh, the bleakness too much. There is like, you know, there's like, actually, you know, there's not, not, not soul crushing levity in there. ...to balance things out. Uh, I think this is really fun. I think this is a really strong dub for it. I think everyone's really well cast. Uh, The writing's really snappy. The songs are really well adapted. Everyone gives a really strong
4: performance. This is very good. Alright. So, um... This, uh... I'm not sure if my judgment of the dub itself... uh, ...is worth much, just because I'm... Again, I I have my problems with... uh, ...trying to watch through the whole show... ...in general... I feel like this existed much better as a manga, as something that was uh, maybe a little more digestible in written form, where you could space out the uh, that one joke over and over again through reading it rather than watching it. But honestly, it, they were committed to the bit. They, they were really committed to making the show about people putting on a performance while uh, experiencing their own mid- their, not even mid-life, quarter-life crises throughout the whole thing. And uh, because Chris uh, seemed to understand that the, the, the show is going to be enjoyable, not because we're watching a, um, one central loser. We're watching a group of losers suffering <laughs> together. Like, that's where the levity comes from. So with the cast assembled, yeah. the variety of voices that they all had to match the different flavors of depressing that's in this, uh, it, it's just as good as the Japanese. I'd say that if you were on the fence about which one you wanted to go for, I'd, I'd pivot more towards the dub side of thing because it's, you get to hear some really good performances, and you get to, uh, realize why you're so sad in your 30s. Yeah,
2: 30s is... I realize now it's kind of troubling, but, uh, <laughs> Especially given some certain events I just learned the other just tonight. Anyway.
3: Yeah, as a group of 30-somethings in this chat right now. We probably feel this very hard. <laughs>
2: um, I'd, I'd say it's like the cast of friends, but uh, y- if you look at me, yeah.
3: <laughs> anyway. So, I said this in the beginning. Dark comedy is my brand of humor. <laughs> dark comedy and dry wit and all that fun stuff is my brand of humor. And I didn't know, again, I didn't know what I was expecting when going into Urimichi when I first watched it. And sweet baby Jesus, it became probably my favorite fucking comedy from last year. <laughs> it's, <coughs> there is a lot going on with this show. And we, ca- we we kind of touched on this already. If you don't handle the material well, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> Because there's a lot of self-deprecating humor, depression, philosophical moments, things like that. And if it's not handled w- well, especially for a com- comedy like this, it's gonna come out poorly. So, kudos to Chris George and the team. Because this show is is wonderfully cast. It's I love fantastic writing on it. And just... Everything about this show, for me, just works very well. It exceeded my expectations in all, nearly every single way. Um, if you are a fan of darker comedy, dry humor, self-deprecating humor, uh, you're going to like this show. Uh, this brand of humor is not for everyone, though. <laughs> so, that's why I said if dark comedy is your thing, you're gonna like it. But if it's not your thing, you're not really gonna enjoy it. Um, but no, yeah. Like- I-, I, I-
4: I'd argue that the it's it's not that some people don't like dark comedy, it's that some people don't like dark comedy that hits too close to their own self.
3: Yeah. Yeah, if th- that's where, like, the self-deprecating humor, I think, comes in mm-hmm. a lot. So, if you're not much into dark comedy or specifically with themes of, like, more self-deprecating humor or, th- or themes of, like, depression or midlife crisis or quarterlife life crisis in this fucking case... Um, this might not be for you. Uh, if you are into <laughs> the weird-ass shit like I am, you're gonna love it.
4: <laughs> I'd, I'd be very curious to, to see, like, how, uh, teenagers or, like, early 20-somethings, uh, digest this material. Like, mm. are they just looking, pointing, and laughing at it? Um, because they are not in that demographic just yet. Yeah. So maybe that makes it easier to swallow. Oh, I, abs- absolutely, I can remember being like I can, I can remember when I first
0: encountered the phrase quarter-life crisis and like you fucking whiner, you're 25, what the hell have you got to worry worried about? Yeah. <laughs> now, now that i am past that, I'm like oh. now,
3: yeah.
2: I, now now that I'm here, I absolutely get it, so.
3: Oh no, yeah I, I understand, it's like, oh my I,
2: god I, I <laughs> think that happens. would be probably the reason for <laughs> um, know, actions <laughs> Yeah I think that would probably be the reason for Amici's actions, is that, like, in some way, he's tried to prepare them without, like, over them mentally, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yeah. I, I can deal with dark comedy sometimes. I just don't like the cynical aspect of it. I mean, like, to the point that you could physically be a negative Nancy. Like, it's something like, I don't know, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. maybe certain parts of How I Met Your Mother, but... Luckily, Ermichi Oni-san doesn't lean too hard into that. It just. It mentally prepares you while mentally surprising you at the same time. Yeah. I like how Chris George took a show about seasonal depression after he took a show previous season about general depression. Which, that was one direct priority, by the way. And the fact that he managed to handle two subjects back-to-back in two different genres. Hey, the dub came out very awesome. Yeah. It was definitely more than I bargained for because yeah, I didn't expect a core cast. I didn't expect a lot of singing. But, you know, of course, dealing with a TV show and good lord, how many references can Roots make to death to Smoochie? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know he'll try to.
1: Oh, he
2: will. Yeah. I... Actually, like, the show as a whole, I didn't watch it when it came out in the sub because, as with most things in life, I either don't have time for it or, like, you know, you, you gotta give me a hug, like, other than what people just tell me or show me. So when I started watching this dub, I was like, holy shit, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's just, not only was it getting too real, it was getting too good for me, but I enjoyed it all the same, and I hope you, you enjoy it, too, because... If you want to watch the show for yourself, okay, so let me, there's a caveat to this.
3: It's a little complex right My, now.
2: But I'll try to simplify it for you best as I can. If you're somebody that works in the industry, if you're the, if you're the ADR, part ADR, or if you work for Crunchyroll in Dallas, please let us know in the comments. So, as of right now, at the time of this recording... Is up for pre order on Right Stuff, Crunchyroll's website, wherever you get your anime. The Blu ray will be available in June, Yay! hopefully. But if you want to stream the show for yourself, it's actually both available on the Funimation app if you still have it, and the Crunchyroll app. But here's the kicker on the Funimation app, it's archived. You might, you, you could be seeing a whole video preview in the coming weeks, who knows. I know is as of Spring 2022, it will only be like show reprisals for cyber dubs, or home video releases for previous dubs that will stream on there. Anything newer than that, like si- new cybercaster and stuff, will be airing on the Crunchyroll app.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Just to clarify, because I know there will be questions. I had to work this out in my head.
3: And for Crunchyroll, because, um, I know I brought this up for Akudama, is Urumichi's dub under the, like, is Urumichi in general just under the, um, Crunchyroll premium paywall, like yes. Akudama is?
2: Yes, I'm staring at it right now. Well, mo- okay. mo- yeah, most definitely w- it will be, because reasons.
0: <laughs> yeah, the reason yes. is they want you to pay for it.
3: <laughs> Subscribe, fucker! <laughs>
0: Was it not under a paywall on Funimation's website? I never actually used Funimation's website without a subscription.
3: So, I think technically the Japanese is... You can watch it for free um, with ads, I believe. Um, But Crunchyroll in general, with some of the stuff they've been bringing over from Funimation, whether it's Japanese, English, anything, it's under the paywall now. Alright. Compared yes. to some of Crunchyroll's older stuff where you can get the, where you can watch the Japanese simulcast for free with ads and then like the premium stuff for like dubs and things. Mm. So it's a little bit weird right now.
2: Again, if you're a voice actor, director, script writer, whatever from Dallas and you have some clarification on this, please leave it in the comments below. We're just a bunch of podcasters doing what we do best or what we can do best. Big preach. To which, yes, to which, if you want to hear us, we, we can be found on YouTube, on the Dub Talk Podcast, uh, on our audio feeds, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. If you want to support us in anything we do, we have a Ko-fi account. We also have a Patreon account, too, so to, to which, to which, if you want to just support the podcast in general, you want to give at least $5, you'll get your name thanked on the Patreon page, such as these people, Megan's mom and dad, Michelle Travis, Nico Robin, both Yowie Heads, and Victor Maple Well, if you want to give a little more for $10 a month, you not only get your name shot out on our podcast, you also have a chance to Enter into our quarterly raffle for uh, for a Viewer's Choice episode, basically. To which, we'd like to thank Anthony Brown, Connie Lysakow, Crimson Kinder, Jacob Wilson, Jared Hawkins, Julia W., Marissa Lenti, and Otaku Anthony for participating uh our quarterly raffle right now as of right now is closed we will be opening our next quarterly raffle sometime around in june i think it is yes right? you're correct yes in june so if you want a chance to see any episode of your choice just one go through our channel make sure we haven't covered it already two uh sign up for the ten dollar tier and three please be respectable with your choices you know?
3: Yeah, because then, because if it's something that we aren't comfortable with, we will tell you.
2: <laughs> All entries are subject to eligibility. Yes. Yes, yes. But as for any of us and what we get up to, I can be found on the podcast here. I can be found on YouTube at Jamstar1, or Twitter at Jamstar529. I keep talking about solo podcasting, but works got in the way. I haven't done a lot with it yet. I will get to it eventually. Uh how about okay, uh for the rest of y'all, how about you plug yourself, so
3: Okay. Hello, my name is Stephanie. The internet sometimes knows me as Lilac. You can follow me on Twitter at LilacAnimeReview, Review with review being spelled R- R-U-V-U-E. Uh my blog Life and times at WordPress.com is gathering dust. And then, what else do I have? Ah, yes. So, Dub Talk Podcast also has a Twitch channel if you want to come hang out with us. Uh, It's Dub Talk Podcast. Twitch.tv slash Dub Talk Podcast. Where I am one of the many individuals who streams on there. I typically stream uh, Sunday afternoons. Currently, switching between... Uh, Animal Crossing and Pokemon Legends Arceus and I also stream in the evenings on Sundays with Andrew in tow to which at the time of recording we have not picked our next long game yet. I need to figure that out. But yes, that is me.
2: Also on top of that, uh, if you missed anything on our Twitch channel, it can also be found on our second channel, yes. uh, Dub Talk Gaming. And- you
1: right. That's correct.
4: Um, uh, you can find me not on the Twitch channel because, uh, the last video game that I played was, uh, probably something on, uh, PopCap games back in the early 2000s, <laughs> so.
2: Actually, it was Jackbox, because you played Survived the Internet with us.
4: That's true. I did do, I did play a group game there. But, you sometimes, uh, not... you
3: sometimes chill in the chat. You were there for Freddy Fish a couple weeks ago.
4: That's true. F- Florence was a very good game. I'm glad Florence you guys picked that Florence
3: is fantastic. One.
4: Yes, but I'm... Not here to pimp out the uh, yes the no. channel, the, the Twitch channel. I'm here to pimp out my Twitter account, which is at Noah Clue. Uh, animation is amazing, and if you enjoy having someone to discuss uh, topics of everything from around the world, um, I highly recommend subscribing to that Twitter feed. If you're not going to subscribe to my Twitter feed, though, I would highly recommend a newsletter that I am registered to. They release new episodes, I'm sorry, news, newsletters, Every Sunday, and that is Animation Obsessive. Uh, Subscribe to their newsletter. They have new uh, in-depth interviews or uh, deep dives into the history of everything from uh, uh, an East Coast cartoon called Abel's Island, which was uh, voiced by Tim Curry, or the uh, UPA feature film Gay Puree. Just everything that you never hear any one of these anime people talk about. It's covered on Animation Obsessive. It's not my thing but i just want to pimp them out because i've never done that before in this podcast Hmm. that's very cool
0: i'm I'm aman you can find me at amanduel us on twitter uh i talk about stuff Uh, i'm also on the twitch channel i
4: love stuff stuff (laughs) is
0: good i'm also on the twitch channel i usually play uh weird indie games you've maybe never heard of some of which may or may not be anime themed it depends uh, and I have a, well, I don't have a dusty old song for you, but I do have a dusty old album for you. I have two even. One's a real okay. chil- one's a real children's album. One's a fake children's album.
3: Oh God! Okay, real, I like the, the real,
0: sound of
4: that. The real children's okay, I album. Know where this is
0: going. The real children's album is "No" by They Might Be Giants, the first of their children's slash kid friendly albums.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. it's, what? It's yeah. it's
0: delightful. The Johns are they they know how to tap into that aesthetic and oeuvre. Uh, if you've listened to an it, actual They Might Be Giants album, it doesn't require too much bit shifting on their end, so. Amon? Yes.
4: Is that the one with The Sun is a Massive Incandescent Gas on uh, it? That's
0: one of their later ones that is more specifically science themed. Uh, ah, this, gotcha. this one does have a song called In the Middle, In the Middle, In the Middle, which is an old uh, New York City PSA about how to cross the street correctly that was written by Vic Mizzy of Adams Family theme fame
4: oh my so, god there's that that's awesome that Holy does shit t- ties into episode 11 of this show Exactly.
0: <laughs> precisely uh and my fake one is uh paper mache dream balloon by king gizzard and the lizard wizard that's that sounds like a charming band name doesn't it don't they sound fun uh you can buy this for your child and they can enjoy such songs as bone dirt Time equals fate. Time equals dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. The <laughs> bitter boogie and cold cadaver, and then you could have them enjoy. Boogie. And then you could have them enjoy other King Gizzard albums like Twelve Bar Bruise, Float Along, Fill Your Lungs, I'm Your Mind Fuzz, Flying Toto Banana, Infest the Rat's Nest, and everyone's favorite Nanagon Infinity an album design, so you can literally play it on repeat for forever or until your uh, brain melts out of your ears.
3: God, the shit you find and you bring onto here sometimes, it just amazes me and I love it.
0: I'm trying.
4: <laughs> <sighs>
0: yeah, that's my bit.
2: Uh.
4: So, <laughs> oh. is that a wrap?
2: So, as we play out yeah, to the tune of Mamumiano, from all of us here at the Up Talk Podcast, good night, otaku odd, Waka Boston, Waka Cleveland. And keep our tree on.
0: Hey, you stole Aww. my Aloha.
2: bit.
3: <laughs> Aloha. Homer's like, you stole my bit. Sad face.
2: It's children's TV. It gets very cutthroat. <laughs>
3: God damn it. Distracted. Tisk, tisk.
2: Aloha.
1: Good night, everybody.
0: Good night, nerds. <laughs>